I want to hear about this paper. Yo, I, I have not. Uh, I have not read it. Up. Not right. to feed into your negative expectations about whether or not I read links that you. Uh, it wasn't sent. a link. I sent you the actual PDF. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, it's a link to a PDF. Is that well? You think about it. No, the PDF appear, is in your phone once I text it to you. That's how that works. I know, but like on the. Dude, can I real quick tell a funny story? Yeah. About these kind of misconceptions. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were talking earlier. I, I won't get into the details or any, you know, client details, but about how I've worked on, you know, Michael Clayton style, all hands on deck, big firm, you know, mergers and acquisition. Yeah. You know, going through diligence, doing, going through documents. Failed ones. Well, you know. If you had done more, do you think it could have gone through? No, not the one we were talking about. Um, we did a good job uh, and definitely did our part, but not good enough to get it you know, done. Well, it's a results-oriented business. Every business. Uh, no, is. I I hear what you're saying, but I would say actually part of what you're doing is a little bit of uh, your resulting Monday morning quarterbacking. You know, part of part of your job is to throw passes in certain conditions, and you some of them are going to complete, some of them aren't, but it's worth it to throw them. Because the ones that complete make it worth it. You know, Peter That's Thiel. That's what Blaine Gabbard says. Tom Brady just Peter, ready to talk about the results. Peter Thiel, when he's looking for companies to invest in, you know, he'll probably invest in this podcast, you know. Not uh, taking his money. I would definitely take his money, Not dude. taking his money. I kind of thought that was the point of this. It is to, to uh, sell out bro down, but not with him. I told you, uh, a, uh, and I know one of his relatives is going to listen to this episode. You know, so, uh, well, they're probably Peters? listening to it, too. No, I'm saying, uh, you know, a, a, a shadowy Palantir operative. I you am know, aware of that, yeah. Already tried to get at my intellectual property from the, the stew. Mm -hmm. That's why, I, I but I will never that. release it. I can't let my art, well, I will, though. Peter Thiel, get at me, man. I'm going to make music, but I'm not going to release it, because if I do, someone might be able to have Sample it. it. Uh, well, I, I like to control how it gets sampled, but, you know, I want that Peter Thiel money. You know what I'm saying? There are people online that think Peter Thiel one of his dollars. and or the CIA are funding a lot of successful Patreon podcasters because it's very easy. It makes sense. Ooh, that would be so simple. It's so easy. No one knows yeah. who your subscribers are. There are people that think because Brace Belden was in the troubled teen industry wilderness program that that militates in favor of concluding that he's a CIA operative. I think he went to a CDU school. Uh, that yeah, I think there are discussions on Reddit being like he said that he went to this to guy be clear, is a, he went to a CDU school. The, like he's a psyop because you know the school. Look, he got MK Ultraed. So he's suspect. You know, he fought in the war or whatever. Doesn't too, that so I give think you that, some pause about uh, being too free and easy with accusations about others then? No, it makes me wonder if I have unknowingly been an asset my whole life. Whatever, dude. Come you know? on. <laughs> the CIA is willing to work with some folks, you know, who aren't like the CIA, CIA dude, bro, mold. Bro, bro, two things. But not her. Wait, who's her? Oh, Jamie? Yeah. Well, I have some theories about how it could go, but that's kind of, you know, one of the things I'm working on long term. Uh, one of my projects is a little secret history of, of the United States. She's a lot of things. She's not a puppet. Wouldn't right? work. No, it doesn't. But you got to think about what was the approach to, to farming the kind of assets that they were looking for by the late 90s. 
You know what I mean? Is it so, is what does it so that even much, begin to mean? You got to fish where the fish are. So, you know, historically, when you need people who are able to engage in sociopathic behavior on behalf of, of the group, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how do you get people in, in the army? A lot of times it's a judge sending people criminals, you know, saying it's this, it's jail or the army. And they go to the army, you know what I mean? Uh, during a lot I of... quibble with a lot of times, but it certainly happens sometimes. Yeah, 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 for sure. The like conscription. A lot of times they make up the conviction. But I'm saying like uh, when, you know, to do distasteful things. Like they don't just like, they're not like, and when they did Zero Dark Thirty, you know, IRL, the mm-hmm. real whatever they were doing, they weren't just like, hey, does anyone want to torture? You know what I mean? They like figure out who's actually going to go along with this, who's going to do it. And, uh, you know, I think we've talked about in the movie, um she kind of alludes to it when george Tennant is like how did we even find you she's like i'm not allowed to talk about that you know i think that's such an interesting what are they getting at there and uh you know you don't know that it wasn't that she was out of trouble teen school and it would make a lot of sense if you wanted people who were gonna be cool with torture to recruit from the place that is the progeny of the torture cult and these things are proliferating like throughout the country along with the republican administration in the 80s like nancy reagan getting behind scared straight you don't need to be like we educated jamie in our cia training school so that we can get these assets instead it's like all of our donors are already in support of this thing and it looks really good for us to support it too do you think that she sucked dick yeah probably I mean, I think there's a lot of hyper... Have you been privy to that discourse? Yeah, and I don't like it, man. I don't like the prurient, you know, titillation aspect of it because that if she was sucking dick like that left and right... like that. I mean, she probably, she, you know, I guess she became reprehensible by becoming like Ronald Reagan's wife, I guess. I don't know much about how much political shit she did. She sounds like a crazy borderline personality woman. Like, she beat her daughter all the time. She had psychics all the time that she really did believe in. Um, and she was hypersexual. So she was almost certainly sexually abused as a child. And, you know, she's just acting out, man. So How do you know she was hypersexual? What's the evidence? Well, like? she's sucking dick like that. But we don't know if she's sucking dick Well, like I that. thought that's what the discourse was saying. No, no. <laughs> like Nancy Reagan was like the it's dumb queen. Oh, I thought they were really saying she was known for doing that. Uh, I was like, dude, guys, lay someone, off. Someone, you know, like like, like not, with any internet dog pile, there's a lot behavior. of things going on, and like some of it could have been that's uh, the impression things I didn't understand. It, but it's, it's reacting to a tweet, yeah, where uh, someone YouTuber or something uh-huh. um, put up a picture of a Madonna taken recently. Madonna is <laughs> okay. currently 63. Dude, I feel like I'm showing my ass a little bit. And then she because... uh, it put it next to a picture of Nancy Reagan when she was a similar age was like who do you want to be like i think like being like madonna's out here just whoring around and nancy oh, like a reagan Republican was, a, was tw- a nice mother you know nice grandmotherly type she's a okay. classic okay she and that's true so but then people just you know to be like whatever which they they then like, said they slut shame they were like no they're both whores yes ha jokes on her she's a whore too fuck yeah. off man 
You know what? Good. I hope that, you know. Not here to say if it's good or bad. Uh, just just here to explain that, that we have no evidence clearly <laughs> one way or the other about how much dick Nancy Reagan sucked. It's all speculation. Okay. So the way it got on my timeline was people, I guess it was like tertiary jokes. Sure. Because it, I, the, I was under the impression that somebody, there was probably some, you know, tell all memoir that like was like, you know, you can say whatever you want. Uh, and for all I know, it's true, but that's what I was under the impression. They were like somebody that was making the rounds, like somebody screenshotted a memoir or an interview clip or like, that would make like enough that. sense, but um, that is not what occurred as far as I know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I definitely like, they were saying like authoritatively, she is reported to be known to be, you know, like good at oral sex uh you know a, a, among the men of the time which is is how hollywood works we're uh informed so you know it's not wildly far-fetched you know there's like that joan rivers episode of louis when she's like <laughs> I mean, you remember that one i haven't i uh, we, we talk about louis way too much on this podcast there's I few shows that i felt that more social pressure to uh be like oh it's just the best that i a boring fucking show i didn't i liked it. the episodes i watched but i haven't seen that many but they clearly the ones i watched have made an impression on me the uh discussion about the f slur i found to be enlightening and helpful in my own thinking yeah okay uh, sure the the rest of the stuff i don't really remember it it's i don't know i well, he, I'm sure that there's the great show episodes at some he, point so there's no danger it's not like i'm just the you know blanket against him i i enjoyed right. plenty of his stand-up specials i wish that he hadn't masturbated in front of people people are complicated what do you want from me for sure of course uh well anyway it's a it's a great arc like of him like hanging out with joan rivers i can't remember actually if it's one episode or several but uh in it she's like you know giving him advice you know as a comedian or whatever and she's like you know you do whatever like do you know how many dicks I had to suck to get where I am today. And Louis like, I don't know, a <laughs> hundred. Like, you know? She like gets furious and she's like, no, never, dude. What do you think? I'd suck zero dicks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you know, they would have never respected me or like whatever. And I've heard, you know, Nicki Minaj has that like verse, you know, like I never fucked Wayne, I never fucked Drake all my life, man, fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there is kind of an assumption that like is not not cool and not usually warranted. But then at the same time, if like the fucking Me Too shit is to be believed, it actually is a pretty valid assumption. Uh, you know, it's a it's like kind of a rebuttable. You know, you at least have to give someone the benefit of the doubt if they're acting crazy. It's like, not like I would say something that appeared true that everyone probably should have seen coming. That it doesn't appear to be the case that you get guaranteed to be a, a star if you're willing to participate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. In fact, they are lying whenever they say, I will make you a star if you do this. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah I think they, so. sometimes they do become stars. Some of those ladies were, you know, very notable names, but I would say that that's uh, probably just unrelated. I mean, to me, the, the scarier part is like there are actresses where, they were famous and maybe even won oscars and then they're and like still pulling it yeah. I, well the, the, and he did kill their careers 
Like uh, Mira Sorvino is the one that I'm thinking of. She won a fucking Oscar uh, for some Woody Allen movie, I think. And then she says she turned down Harvey and her dad, you know, Paul Servino, Polly and Goodfellas, uh, is also like on record as being like, yeah, that's what happened. Like, fuck that guy. Uh, and like, she really wasn't in stuff after that. She really wasn't. Yeah. And like, uh, Annabella Siora, I think is another one. You know her? She was in. Uh, Not the same deal, but uh, all the Les Moonves stuff behind the Janet Jackson thing is pretty damning. What's that? Um, it was on CBS. I was at Excel, oh, yeah, but you yeah. were not, I, right? I remember it well. That was, I had just spoken to Jamie. Oh, shit. Like, uh, it was right around the time when I was, like, coming back. You know, I had to call her for that. I associated our, uh, with Jamie. Our, our, our main man in the Middle East uh, fucked that Super Bowl up for all of us. Uh, just the, the uh, Arab Excel student had a particularly tough time during that Super Bowl, and it caused a lot of issues for everyone. Um, I want to say that the OG dorm was allowed to watch it. Okay. No, no way. What I'm thinking of is that once they switched to doing only oldies in response to the fact that Janet Jackson showed her breast on television, they got to watch the Paul McCartney halftime show. That is so hilarious that they were like, well, we do still have to do a halftime show despite being one of the largest national embarrassments. Uh, so what what options do you guys have? Paul McCartney. Yeah. That works. Everyone loves him. Um, but uh, yeah. Did I just fucked so, up the mic? No. No, I think you're good. Um, yeah, so that the, the kid freaked out. But anyways, uh, <coughs> Justin Timberlake called and was like near tears like – Mr. Moonves, I'm so sorry to let you let down your network. Yeah, yeah, sure. That makes and, sense. And uh, Janet Jackson, like, wrote an apology email that, like, he felt was insufficient. Like, she did apologize, but he didn't like the apology as much. I believe that. And he was like, that's it for her. Yeah. And he got to be, like, they had the Grammys or American Music Awards. Something was coming up, like, within a week yeah after the super bowl yeah and he got the performance she didn't she had a book coming out book got killed he killed it interessante dude. and just a ton of stuff like that wow there's a i, I think that there is a hulu dude. documentary about it now well, i'm basing this that. off of uh, your least favorite podcast you're wrong about interesting but, uh, man the facts yeah, are the facts yeah, yeah well i was gonna say like uh see to me pro already I disagree with a lot of the kind of implicit takeaways there. Yeah, I am familiar with that documentary. And, you know, that to me is a classic you're wrong about setup where it's like no one actually thinks the thing that they're saying people think. But they're, they are doing an update of like here's more stuff that we now know. And being uh, really, A lot of people know, think, and I mean I even kind of like said it in, uh, you know, my – statement just there but i was more trying to speak to the popular understanding of events i think the popular understanding of events is that america was scandalized by that and that the average person was very upset and wanted something like that to never happen again and yeah, that's you so are far wrong from about being that true i don't think anyone thinks that uh, except idiots in the media who like depend on 
proffering grand narratives like that. I mean, people acted as if they thought that. No, you are a media person, so you're re- recalling what you saw. I wasn't on then. Yeah, you were, dude. You were casting. You were working on. Oh wait, no, you were I was <laughs> Excel. <laughs> My fault. Um, good point. Good point. Withdrawn. I can. I. You're right. So your impression at Excel. Was that America was up in arms? Actually, that I do and that was believe. one that I continued the whole. Yeah, I mean, like once I was out, I you do. Know. I do believe that because at you know, and for the younger listeners, you know, because I know we have them. That I was a major moment. In, uh, we probably don't. Uh, you don't think we have? I know for a fact, dude. man. I am always shocked by uh, IJB. We'll get people well, in their sixties. Who the no fuck problem. do you think is older than me? Listening uh, to this? But anyone, no one in their twenties listens to IJB, or some people what? do. But it's how old is Trey compared dude? to Trey's my age? Trey's what? like my exact age. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so. I thought he's younger. He might be like one year younger. Interesting, but it's very close. I thought he was way younger. Let me ask what his birthday is. Okay. Um, but yeah dude i they the ticket had had hell to pay they took all the good drops after that happened after what happened the janet jackson thing uh like management went in and deleted everything that was funny oh interesting yeah because of the crackdown Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's how that stuff goes man but I don't think America like woke up the next morning being like, what is to be done? It was like a fake story that then people kind of like actually respond to in their real world jobs, you know? It was like, uh, well, the, the, you're like, um, I don't know. You're talking like you might know this, uh, but I'm not 100% sure. So, so I may get hit with a, yeah, dude, of course we know that. <laughs> but um, I'm willing to walk out on that limb. Okay. Uh, it was, you know, like how the um, the Texas law against uh, like gay activity, you know, the whole story behind that of like, it was just, it was more or less never enforced because when are you going to have a cop like standing in the bedroom watching two nah, guys Nah, but those on? boys were wiling out, dude. Do you know about the actual case, Lawrence v. Texas? Yeah. Those boys were popping off in a parking lot, I think. Like one of them was going to kill the other or something. I think that they were in their apartment, but like. It was like the parking lot of their apartment yeah. complex or like a motel or like some, you know. Yeah. One of those where it was like it spilled out into the public arena, dude. Like, but they were not uh, having sex, and like, yeah, yeah. I was reading about Lawrence v. Texas today, baby. The ACLU would always come in and be like, no, 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 shut the fuck up. Like, yes, you were having sex. You definitely broke this law because they needed to have a a case to contest. Right, right, okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they, they, they were just. There was someone at the ACLU always like just trawl like just praying that the police would arrest someone on this charge so they could find them so they could contest it so they could challenge right the law. right 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 uh that's a similar thing of like there were like christian right people begging for a reason to exploit the fcc sure okay i believe entire that. complaint I believe system that. yeah yeah and so like they had this machine built up of like you know we know what to do the next time they may, they step out of line and Janet Jackson showing her boob was the sort of indecency that the FCC had been letting slide for far too long, in their opinion. Okay, okay. And so the the it like broke the records on the complaints, 
But it wasn't because the average person was complaining. It's because there was a coordinated campaign to try to take advantage of this complaint system. It was a whole different world back then, man. You know, because you could just turn on a TV and see some shit. Trey was born in 88. Oh, okay. When were you born? 86. End 86. Okay. Okay. December 11th. Happy birthday to me. I thought he was younger. He's young at heart. He is. You know? I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just, I'm remembering how the monoculture, like, or just like the top down, like the big media narratives really were pretty dominant. And it, the Reisner family was comically uh, ready to absorb, like, I don't know about all of them, but I just specifically remember when the election was contested in 2000. And mm-hmm. people were like getting up in arms about it. And Jamie's son, who was my age, so he was probably like 16 at the time, 17 maybe. I can't remember. The older one? Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't want to say his name. I That's why I was the uh, older one instead of saying his name. Yeah, yeah. The oldest son. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he just came in and he was like, man, the election's really taking a turn. People are upset. There's like in Florida, some shit's going down. He's like, there's probably going to be a civil war. Uh, the South is going to succeed. He kept saying succeed, mm-hmm. but obviously meant succeed. Mm-hmm. And like, definitely, he talked about it so long. He like had heard on the radio. He like listened to talk radio about mm-hmm. it or whatever. I guess that's what the guy was saying. And he had me like think. I was like, what the fuck would I do, bro? I'm behind enemy lines, dude. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. fucking you yank. You gotta get back. You're the first <laughs> one we're coming from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. Like, I was just like, what the fuck would I do? I was like, already though, it shows that that's what I was saying. Like, if you want to recruit people who can be fucking, who are willing to do the dirty work on behalf of your group, it's not like you're recruiting them. You, you know, there's always like the Franklin scandal or like, you know, when the serial killers get out or whatever. But it's like you need people to go kill bin laden too you know and like if you believe that you need people to run torture camps on the way to that uh you know you really do want the people that are going to be good and not fucking go crying to congress and you know the people that get that it's a patriotic act i'm not saying i well, believe thank all god this they stuff. failed there are lawyers who wrote like memos you know kind of doing their version of that too imagine that sitting at a desk and being like all right intellect Let's justify torture. You know what I mean? Like, that's some wild shit, too. That was, uh, uh, I got it's funny, you, you, like, you brought up the torture stuff. I, I've, I've got, so yeah. I've been just steeped in the CIA torture program. Interesting. I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but I've, I've been reading. Uh, but one of the ways in which this has come up, uh, the, I'm trying to, it's the CBC podcast that I was listening to about the, do you know about this? The, mm-hmm. just, the torture program was just, we're dusting off the MK Ultra files. Like, MK really? Ultra had always been, like, uh, this is a point made in the Wormwood documentary on Netflix that I was watching that, like, uh, they love, or it's a fine, acceptable outcome if they think that, if the public thinks that MK Ultra was about, uh cia fucking around with acid it was a targeted mind control thing i I know that you know a lot of this so i'm just explaining to the 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 lay person Mm -hmm. uh the whole start of the program was in the korean war 
there was some pilots that came forward and said that the U.S. Uh, they admitted that the U.S. had been doing chemical warfare and that uh, communism American was good. pilots that had been captured in yes. the Korean War. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so they were like how they get them to say all this stuff about mm -hmm. like how China and North Korea are good. And they're like, what must have happened? It's like in the prestige, you know, mm -hmm. where, uh, he sees the other magician, uh, be able to transport himself across a room. And he's like, what the fuck the lengths did he go to, to be able to do something like that? Like, I gotta, I gotta match whatever he's doing. So you travel across the world and fucking uh, willing to kill yourself every night, you know, cause right. this Nikola Tesla machine thing. Right. And uh, when, in fact, the guy just had a body double, dude, that's all that's going on. So uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the Americans see that's the North Koreans. That's a great Koreans, movie, man. Top notch. One love of my favorites. Love it so much. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> the Americans see the North Koreans and the Chinese uh, doing these pilots, and they're like, only way our boys would say this is if they were brainwashed. They mm -hmm. found a way to control human beings' minds. Right. So we got to work backwards from this clear assumption, like this this fact that minds can be controlled. They know how to do it. We have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. When in fact they'd just been tortured until you said whatever you wanted them to say. That's the body double in this case. Like it's not a fucking advanced technique. They just well, they, fucking they beat them until they were willing to say it. They had other hypotheses, though, right? Like, at least, I, I'm not, I haven't listened to the podcast, but maybe they came up with this stuff later. Because what I'm recalling is, like, did they talk about they wrote some manual afterwards, like the U.S. intelligence or, like, military? Yeah, it was, like, used in South America. Although, like, it, uh, you're talking about, like, after MK Ultra. No, in like no, the no, 70s no, no. and after, 80s. After the, the Korean. Okay. Uh, like a, I'm after, not sure I'm familiar with after that. After the observations you just described, uh -huh. there's like a report or something. Sure. And basically, I think, although maybe it's like they wrote it much later, but basically the one like technique that I'm associating with the people that were captured was like they didn't only torture them. They made them like say nice things and then rewarded that and like little by little like i always found that very like excel like like sure. the excel had the stick of course if, especially if you were directly acting up mm -hmm. but if you were new and like kind of going with the flow they wouldn't be like and now you're in big except like i had been there like 18 months when they were like you're in big trouble because we don't believe that you're brainwashed yet you've just been behaving and conforming so we're on to you we're gonna fucking kick your ass we don't care if you break rules or not. We're going to treat you like you have been. They would do that, yeah. but they wouldn't do it anywhere close to right away. The way they would get you is your shadow. We haven't really talked about this aspect that much. They'd hit you. They'd bring you up for good shit. You know, like TC did a really good job helping me watch the new kid this weekend while everyone was on their visits. And, uh, you know, I know he's not allowed to shadow people, but, you know, he was really helpful especially when so-and-so was having a hard time afterwards and he talked to him and 12-stepped him and Jamie would be like, great job, TC. A tiny percentage you know? of times people stood up in life skills, but definitely a, a consistent occurrence. Did you ever do, were you there when we did positives at lunch? No. See, early Excel was much better, like, into, like therapeutically. Every day at lunch, we did like 20 minutes of anyone who had anything nice to say, could just raise their hand and say it about someone else. Sounds delightful. It was should, fucking awesome. We should start the podcast like that every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, dude. You know, TC, I'm not going to get into it, but 
I was doing one of my usual things where I was really tiling on myself for having a, a pessimistic view of the world that doesn't line, doesn't line up with the facts. And TC very uh, cogently but nicely kind of kind of helped me out. And I really appreciate that, that alternate perspective and that you're willing to do that. Uh, it's helped me before, and I, I do appreciate it. So I just wanted to say thank you, TC. That puts a lot of pressure on me, though. I mean, I no, you don't have Alex to. Alex has nice shoes. Thank you, man. No, the way this would work in, uh, these actually aren't, these, these are on the chopping block, man. I, I'm still seeing if I can break them in. Uh, I would keep them for skateboarding, but I think I am done with that. Yeah, I got I'll a family. That I, well, dude, I may start carving pipe, dude. That's, uh, I. What are we doing? It's counterintuitive, but as you get older, it's actually better to skate uh, the ramps than to try to skate street. Because like busting ollies and rails and shit, it's just jumping up and down constantly. Uh, whereas like you can be on the pipes and like you don't really fall once you get once you know what you're doing. But I think I might have to take a lesson. I might. There's a place in Deep Ellum, like an indoor park. I might like bust out, like take like you know three to five lessons. Yeah. What if just like you, the guy who's nearly forty and doesn't currently know how to skateboard? I do know how to skateboard, dude. Well, I'm good at skateboard. I'm for I'm sure top tier thirty eight year old skateboarders in Dallas. Okay. I would say. Yeah. I. All right. Let's I can ollie over stuff. I mm-hmm. can easily ollie on command. And I'm easily. very close to landing my kickflip. <laughs> I've almost got a kickflip. Come on, dude. I mean, kickflips are hard, man. But a lot of, like, What was you know. the... We were making a point about this. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so the, the MK Ultra, the point of it was the mind control stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, and, and so, like, the, the, they, they did not believe... But they had, like, an essay contest. They did not believe that what was going on was that uh you know that there was cunning torture like what you're describing i would just call like of like that not only were they doing bad things but they were also having some rewards yeah you know like i, I would still call that like a cunning torture what they what they thought was happening two sides of the same coin. was that these people's minds were being entirely wiped and then filled with whatever right the you know north koreans or the chinese wanted to put in there right and so they were like we got to do that Right. And so, uh, you know, just like how do you just entirely control? So how do you make it so how do you erase a human will and be able to just use their body and mind for your intents and purposes? Right, right, right. And um, so that's, you know, what all the narcissistic fantasy, the Dr. Owen, you how's it's Dr. Cameron, but I I don't I never confident how to. I don't know. It's not a it's like it's not Owen. See, I'm not I'm not as deep on these names like that. But the the I'm, Montreal guy, like yeah, he yeah. he was the big on the, you know, uh sleep deprivation, big time shock therapy, lot of shock therapy. Like however much shock therapy you think, fucking quadruple it. Interesting. Uh definitely acid, but like acid's the headline grabbing thing, but like the, the idea that all they're doing is giving these people acid is way off base. Um, which is, I'm not arguing against you. I went in thinking that it was just people fucking around with acid. And then I was like, well, I think I we might've gotten dust at Excel and I'm not the only one that thinks that. I do not think that. I know. I think it happened before you got there. Okay. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not the only one that thinks it. Um, Lay out the case. And they definitely had weird doctors that weren't really doctors come in and like, 
uh, alter the school's diet, but only if your parents gave permission, like on several occasions. But a lot of like Sally was into that shit. She's an old hippie. Yeah, but um, like I, I, they did that when I was there, and it was yeah, I know super half-assed. Yeah, I know. It was always like in and out and like, but dude, I'm telling you, a guy came in to do studies. Like kids had to get permission slips signed and it was like they collect, they got some kind of data. Did I remember, you feel like you were on acid? No, no, no. This was a different time. I'm saying like they, two, two pieces of evidence I'm giving you. One, weird, weirdo doctors coming in and collecting data and parents needing to sign off on it. Okay. Uh and two, there was this one weird weekend where the whole school was like comatose and there was like a weird sickness <coughs> where it could have just been like a, you know, a stomach flu, but it was like days and days and like hallucinatory, uh, like feverish of like the whole school. Um, but I, I see that I thought you were there for, but that like happened a few times. Um, I remember people being sick. And then the other thing you got to remember from my own experience is sometimes my brain decides that it it would be better to mimic an acid-like state, you know, when when the going gets tough. (laughs) Uh, So, like, there were many times when I was effectively stressed into being on acid, I would say, at Excel, which was awesome. If you, That's probably why I did well in the SATs. I mean, like, knowing you now, I guess... But it's so weird because if you had asked me, like, what's Alex like prior to meeting you as an adult, I would not have mentioned. Like, you were the most, like, I'm not saying this in any kind. I would say this, like, admiringly, like, cold and controlled. Thanks, man. Like, I I was like, that's what I aspire to be. I I can see how that is, like, it's fucking, it's, he appears to be the master of his life, you know? Like, and I, I wanted to be so bad, man. I did, but thank you. I mean, I did put, give it a good go. So I'm not, I I was just not looking at it like there's a guy who's being controlled by (laughs) some wild insides. Yeah, man. Well, I would like journey to the astral realm at night, you know? Uh, I, I had wild stuff going on, but see, that's my own prestige thing of like, I looked at you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. there's a guy who's like, to, he's just killed all emotions inside of himself. And like, it seems to be going well. So like, I'm going to do it's that. It's not going well, man. But <laughs> I, you know I mean? Like, I don't, whatever. You know, I, I obviously I don't have like, uh, quite the, the thermostatic passions is some people, you know, like you do. I think you you definitely do. You get more animated than I do as adults. I would say <coughs> you get riled up sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I dude, I was like volunteering for the two a.m. to five a.m. shift just to like have an intense experience. <sighs> like I did that for months, man. I know. And then like with the sleeping on the floor, like with the fluorescent lights and stuff, like. I act like that was like this terrible thing that the school made me do, which it was. It was. But I also like kind of, I remember like being at college and being like, I wish I could join a frat just to get hazed. Like I like the <laughs> intense experience, like of like going to the limit. I know what uh, that means, yeah. <clears throat> but it was just like, a, I hate to use the phrase, man, but like a trauma response. Oh man, I thought of you. I bought a Harper's magazine off the rack, dude yeah uh you know because i know you like harper's from excel 
because uh, the cover said against trauma. The guy was uh, our teacher was always talking about Harper's. I I don't think I like read one. I don't think I've ever read one in my. I life. used to read it in the airport Certainly a lot. Not an off the rack, bro. I mean, whatever we're talking about, we can get back to it. But I want to talk about the Atlantic article about the the myth of child sex trafficking. Obviously, that's on my list. They're on notice, dude. I just need I don't to, know what you're talking about now. Already it's an article. It. They have this like series they're doing to put, you know, debunk all the conspiracy theories and stuff. I, I think that you have a hard time. They're on notice. With, on that particular topic. Obviously, dude. The, the level of nuance required to understand the correct points they're making. I have and they don't, dude. Believe me, dude. Do you want to? You want to do this right now? Not at all. <laughs> You're the one that's doing that. We do well. No, the reason that I'm reminded of them is because I was about to say I used to read Harper's on the plane a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I would buy it at the airport. Mm -hmm. um, but this is really stuck out with me. I can't remember where I read it, but I read it. Like it wasn't someone saying it. It might have been a tweet. It might have been like an essay or something. But somebody was dismissively referring to the Atlantic as the magazine for lawyers to read on planes mm -hmm. and i was just like damn <laughs> like i do be reading it on planes <laughs> you know? like, uh but it's like an interesting way to think about it like this is the magazine that tells the people that make the rules what to think mm -hmm. you know which it basically is and then Boy, you, you can not. you can expand it to the professional managerial class at large like kind of atlantic writers are liberal arts, left-leaning, but not leftist, uh, usually, uh, you know, kind of the college-educated consensus. And then I would say one out of every five Atlantic writers is like uh, David Brooks, you know, kind of like the conservative that Obama reads to make sure he's got a balanced diet or whatever. And then you have like an occasional uh, Jonathan Haidt or, you know, somebody like worried about free speech or cancel culture. AKA what you would find in a basic law office, like the mix of opinions among the attorneys at the office. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing wrong with it. It's my own kind. Yeah, there's plenty uh, of Dude, that shit sucks. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I don't buy the Atlantic very often. I don't fly anymore that much, but. Uh, no offense to anyone who works there. I read it, dude. I mean, I'm a lawyer, you know? What a, yeah, I'm just I'm, talking about my opinions, which I've made is clearly negative. Well, dude, they've written really good. They have good stuff, and I've been very clear that the blog days I mean, of Tom and Hussey Coates like how were many fucking, fucking awesome. Articles a year, like surely some of them are going to be good, just as a matter of Well, it's fewer than you think, like in terms of like big Atlantic articles. I mean, the big dogs, like a cover story, you know what I mean? Like Because I think they have like little bloggier articles too. But you know what I'm talking about, like, you know uh articles that maybe become books later like they do those too yeah like, no, i know I'm just, uh those are like you they only have room sucks. for like 10 a year so it, to get that that's like this is becoming a major part of the conversation they run the aspen ideas festival that's like the fucking intellectual version of davos <laughs> i agree no bro i mean i'm sitting here with you man uh but this is the aspen ideas festival fuck yeah dude absolutely dude dude we should go to ask we should counter program <laughs> aspen ideas festival done dude. that would be so sick dude. <laughs> uh no but i'm saying so like when if you read reading that infuriates me because i'm like okay lawyers on planes are now gonna think that like 
sex trafficking is a myth, you know, because they picked out like, no, uh, but you want to talk level of nuance, man. I mean, they're just not, they're picking and choosing bullshit where you can almost see what gaps they expect the readers thought terminating cliches to fill in for them. And like the sad part is they're right. Like I admire the craft, uh, but it's like, I think the last, I think. So do you think that article is written by a pedophile is trying to cover their tracks? No, here's what I think. I think uh, the basic way that you should approach these articles, one of the, like, I think the best media critics, I think huge influence on what at least one half of this podcast is doing is the last psychiatrist. I think I've referenced him before. He's like a, a, a real practicing psychiatrist, but he would like blog media criticism in like the Bush and early Obama years. I'm not familiar with that. I only, you told me about the holistic psychiatrist. Holistic psychologist. Yeah. Last psychiatrist is way different. Uh, but last psychiatrist is like a good media critic, uh, really in, in interesting thoughts uh, on a lot of stuff. And he rips up Atlantic articles a lot. He might've been the one that said it's for lawyers on plans, uh, but he'll go and annotate it line for line. And he has this phrase, when you're reading something, just ask yourself, what does the author want to be true? It's just a good heuristic, especially sure. if it's like an assertion of the way things are. Mm-hmm. And he did it with like a, you know, aughts, mo- not a mommy blogger, or maybe she was a mommy blogger, but it was basically like an Atlantic article telling parents that it was good to pay less attention to their kids. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, yeah. I was at, at lunch today. I was kind of making the same points in one of my buddies. I'm not irresponsible. No, I exactly. Love my parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, love yeah. my kids probably more than the people who are paying attention. Exactly. Exactly, dude. And it's like, uh, what does the author want to be true? Like, yeah. it, and I was saying like, yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if I believed Why does that anyone when, uh, write anything? Yeah, exactly, dude. It's just such a like, and it's like, well, what's going to get clicked on? What are people going to like? And then there's some like, what will people talk about? Maybe you can counter program to get the number of people who I see writing things that then like it's obvious. Like what they're trying to not show us is like the only thing you can see. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It takes. I mean, I. I think that everyone in their lives all the time should overcome thoughts like this because the only true satisfaction comes through creation and you're going to have to overcome doubts to create. Uh, so you shouldn't be ruled by things like this, but, uh, you should go into towards them. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, dude, right. Like seeing the number of people who have written things where the thing that they were trying to hide about themselves was the only thing I could see. Is, yes. Uh, exactly. Fraught, uh, process. Exactly. Dude. I, I, that's why I listen back I doubt, to the podcast I doubt that sometimes. they know that that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean? it's inter- dude, I've called if, myself if on the podcast. If they can be duped by it, then surely I can. You can. It's unsettling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like once you make your peace with it, you can get to a place of non-attachment to your own opinions and persona where it's like as long as you don't take those things too seriously, the fact that they're more malleable than you once believed is not as discomforting as it once was. But, dude, anyway, I think you're spot on about uh, what they're hiding from themselves. And in this case, the the author of the Atlantic article, I think her name's like Caitlin Tiffany or something. Tiffany, Caitlin. Two first names? Can't fucking remember. It's I followed her on Twitter today. Cause like I said, she's on notice. Uh, and then someone else for Vice is on the same beat. 
Uh, they're both on notice, dude. They're on my list. Uh, but yeah, basically, watch out with that phrase. What on notice? No, they're on my. You're on my list, <laughs> dude. That's an Excel phrase, dude. On notice uh, is an Excel phrase. On my list is it uh, for me? That's what I was talking about when Sally was like, "You're on my list, dude. You're a, you're on I notice." Think Nancy would do it. It's both. You're yeah, on notice and Nancy you're on my list, it. dude. Yeah, I think yeah. she was just you're on my list. Well, Nancy was the MC of positives, dude. I think maybe that's when it went downhill mm. for her when I, when she stopped because she would kind of run. You know, she would call on you for positives, and then she would sometimes like give a little comment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nice. You know what I mean? Like, everybody give it up, you know, for TC. That sounds nice. It's yeah. a delightful position, I'm sure. I get She just, her idea of like, like, just the, the quintessential Nancy thing is like screaming at you to be happy. Well, dude, I have a very dark thing to shit. You want to hear it? Yeah. Because um, I thought about you. I was, uh, sometimes, you know, like I said, I like intense experiences. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, the subreddit raised by narcissists. I do not. It's a not very good subreddit. I would say doesn't uh, sound friendly to narcissists. Well, it's not. mostly people who have found out the concept of narcissism and then are like kind of dealing with it as applying it to their own lives. It's, I think it's very refreshing and empowering probably to be like, Oh shit, this vague sense that I've had that I was being used, but in a way I shouldn't have been this now these more articulate people have thought about it more than me and they've explained it to me and look all i i really get the appeal of that uh but you know that isn't my particular issue um but it is also useful as someone with narcissistic tendencies the last psychiatrist is huge on narcissism like basically updating the culture of narcissism thesis from the 80s for you know his time period um but uh god damn it what the fuck was i just talking about i did the atlantic again. article yeah 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 yeah. I might as well just return to that so she literally says it in the article i think she concludes it she like she talks about there's this new organization it's like our underground railroad and it's like they have a very charismatic like good-looking jacked you know guy who uh like meets with president trump and you know is like trying to save the kids and all this shit operation on the uh, road. yeah okay yeah yeah and the acronym is our okay, okay um okay. and uh i have neighbors who like did a fundraiser for them like uh within the last year so i remember being like what the fuck are these psychos on about dude <laughs> like, you know, stayed with that i don't go with i don't go to this shit dude i i don't want to really like join this kind of movement but I'm not going to join, I'm not, but I'm not going to join the people who scoff at them, dude. Uh, And I'm especially not going to do it the way the Atlantic does because- I'm going to do it alone. Well, bro, the Atlantic, you got to look at the points they actually make because you can tell she's just just pulling up what seriously are thought terminating cliches to salvage the possibility that these people are right. Because as she gets deeper and deeper into the article- as she's wrapping it up, she's like, now surely, ultimately, these people say, and I can agree, any instance of child abuse is not okay. And we should try to not have them at all. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. We agree. And you've cast in the article doubt on their assessment of how much of it is going on. But you haven't said it's not going on. You know what I mean? Well, it's obviously going on. 
Exactly. And then the last paragraph. Who of, would ever try to claim that there's not a single child well, bro, being hurt somewhere? Well, this is what she said. It's the last paragraph of the article. She says, if you really think kids are out here being abused like that, how could you think of anything else? And it's like, I can't. So I wrote this article about but, how we shouldn't. Yeah. That's literally what she did. Okay. And now so everyone, do you think the truth can be determined by playing psychological <coughs> games with the writer of this article? I don't have do to play games, should, dude. Like, I'm taking her out of word, dude. I'm examining the paragraph that she published in the Atlantic, dude. I'm not psychoanalyzing Here's the thing, though, anything. She doesn't have like the secret answer to whether or not and at what rate people are being trafficked. Like you're just gonna have to yeah, rely on She just says like I, I, I can't deal with the unknown and I know that it's bad, so let's be dismissive of the people who are trying to change things. I my part. I suspect is to you're being pretty them. charitable to describe the people that way. The people, the our you people. Don't, you don't think that harm can be done in overzealous prosecutions? Like, well, I'll tell you what. All the Atlant- this sounds fun uh, until uh, someone calls you a trafficker, dude. Sure, I'll tell you what the Atlantic lined up, and then I'll tell you what I've lined up because I've done much more research in 20 minutes than the Atlantic managed to do. I'm not here I to mean, defend the Atlantic, a publication I'm just, I'm just, I don't really unless like. Unless they were nefariously leaving things out. But I, I, it's more comical to think that they're, they're incompetent with respect to some of these issues. Or this lady isn't actually thinking. It's very fuzzy thinking because the purpose of the article is to stop people from thinking. It's the opposite of good journalism. It is The point of it is to be like, this is hard to think about and here's why we shouldn't. Seriously. That's, yeah, no, that's I mean, what I, she ends I think you know that you're arguing with her and not me, right? Yeah, I do, dude. But it's so funny. I want to get to this point, dude. This is so funny to me. All right. So, uh, so here's what she basically says. Keep in mind, this is the magazine. I, I assure you, I don't have any ready, but they've called for social media companies to rein it in with their users in the wake of the problems of misinformation, without a doubt. Like as part of the professional managerial class legacy media consensus, Mm -hmm. they have platformed people who fully believe that with no problem. I'm I'm positive of that. I won't challenge you. I agree. Um, They've also called for increased surveillance of citizens, you know, for purposes of safety in the wake of the greatest attack on American soil since the war of 1812 the most horrific act of domestic terrorism. I wasn't allowed to read things at that time. I mean, let me tell you, dude, it was the worst attack on American soil by, I don't remember exactly how you get to the War of 1812 and whatever nonsense I'm trying to spout. Are you saying, you're talking about 9-11? January 6th, dude. Oh, the I Atlantic, thought you were talking about well, 9 Of course, they loved the Patriot Act, like I'm sure at the time. But You're saying the Atlantic actually, I'm sure they increased surveillance of civilians? Is there, Post-January 6th? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't which, care. Where are you going with this? My point is they cite the, the bad things about the trafficking laws and like the zealous prosecutions. Uh-huh. Here's what you got. You got Jack Johnson, the boxer, in like the 1930s. Uh-huh. Uh, they prosecuted him. Because I'm his girlfriend was, was white. That was a trafficking act, a, a man act case. I uh, bared my soul to my brother about this this week, and he didn't seem that impressed, so maybe it'll happen twice now. But uh, when I was in fourth grade, I was assigned the biography of Jack Johnson to do a book report on. Okay. And uh, my mom thought that I was kind of half-assing it, so she was uh, like quizzing me on Jack Johnson. She was like, what was his big nickname? I'm like, didn't have a nickname really to speak of. 
And she was like, no, he does. It's in the book. I swear to God. I didn't, I'm not going to say that like I read every single word four times, but I, I went through the book four times. Like I like looked at every page, like scanning for like, surely I didn't miss this. And I was like, it's not in there. It's not. And it was like a whole fucking thing where she was like, like it was hard to get her to like, finally just be like, what, what are you saying the nickname is? And she's like, well, it says it right there. He was called the Great White Hope. <laughs> it's his opponent. It's not his fucking see, nickname. See, he riled up, dude. I know, dude. Well, that one got to me. Like, it's just, I, like it was just, it was a pitch that, you know, like she was just telling, like it, it's a microcosm of the whole fucking relationship. That's hilarious, dude. That she's telling me I'm wrong and control. Like, like it was definitely like a, hey, can I go play with Austin? Not until you tell me this nickname. And then just like awesome. that whole fucking day of playing with my friend, gone. Because I spent all of it looking for that fucking nickname. And at the end, turns out so funny, I dude. knew everything. She knew nothing. And my life was ruined as a result of this dynamic. That reminds me once I raged at my dad because I had the Wayne's World soundtrack on cassette. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Dreamweaver by Gary something or other Uh other is, like, obviously prominent. Yeah. So on the soundtrack, that song comes either before or after Foxy Lady by Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. And the way it's, like, written on the the track labeling, it's, like, easy to get confused what's the song and what artist, you know, is playing what. Because it's all, like kind of paragraph base sure. with little bullets in between them kind yeah, of. Yeah, I can, I can envision so it. So I thought, so I'm listening to Wayne's World soundtrack, Dreamweaver, and my dad's like, what the hell are you listening to, you know? And I'm like, this is Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this is definitely not Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> and I like raged out at him because I thought I was right. Yeah, like yeah, it was yeah. that same rage you have, but I was fully wrong. <laughs> I was just like, yes, it fucking is. Like I know things too. I happen to have read this. Yeah, It's I, like right there. <laughs> I wasn't like getting mad about it, but uh, I, I, I recently made a claim that was then uh, proven to be fact actually inaccurate damn how'd you feel awful i kind of like it i don't at all really what happened i mean like my whole self like I, like from the anecdote you just saw like I, <laughs> yeah, true. yeah the whole thing is just like it's I'm liberating the guy to right. give it up dude you know so like whenever there's yeah, i mean like, the only time i care if i'm right is if uh like someone has paid me money to do legal research and come up with like a reasoned conclusion then I will spend all day like making sure I have thought this through, and you know what I mean. Like, if you haven't paid me, dude, you're I'm fucking spouting, man. You know sure. what I mean? That's kind of <laughs> boy. Like, I don't know. You want to deliver that message to the listener? I mean, they they know what they're getting at this point. I think. Well, then I feel no need to further argue with you about the child trafficking. Thing. Well, bro, no, this is so fucking win. funny, dude. This is so funny, dude. I do think it's funny that it's like market in my column with, without thinking. Wait, what'd you say? Oh, it was to the audience. What? what? They heard it. What are you, what are we marking here? I'm not conceding whatever you just marked. Now you saying that all you say is just flapping, you know, you just, oh, you're just okay, going okay, here okay. and I want to say he's just going. I brought seriousness to this topic. Reason, well, dude, I facts, did research after I read this. Reason, facts. And so that one goes in my column. That's all a right. PC win. Well, I did research, dude. You know, even though I'm goofing, I did. I was like, am I wrong or am I? But I wasn't, dude, because I was like, this is such fucking bullshit. So she's like, here's why the sex trafficking panic is bad right now. Okay. It could lead to increased government surveillance of people. Uh, 
okay, lady who wrote an article about how we don't know how much sex trafficking of children is going on. Uh, I'm okay with looking harder for it since you wrote an article about how we don't know. I'm okay with it. Increase, that's another way of describing increased surveillance. Number two, she says it's gonna, it's led to increased calls for social media networks to police their users. Okay, I thought, you know, maybe it's just me, but we had a full court press of the entire media consensus that Facebook needs to do that because teen girls are killing themselves, which isn't actually happening, but we actually- Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. The fucking CNN or 60 Minutes whistleblower- Wall Street Journal, Expose, you know what I'm talking about? You're Facebook, saying that's not it, true? Facebook, um, it is true that Facebook, quote unquote, ignored. What does ignored mean? They didn't read the studies or they didn't take what some other commentator thinks were the appropriate actions in response to them. I mean, they told someone to go and answer the question, what effect this is having on our users. The answer came back. It's terrible. They're fucking killing themselves with unprecedented rates. And they were like, I see no reason to change course. Well, I'm familiar with that research and I'm a parent. So I'm like, I definitely am not going to be like social media's good daughter. Get a, have as much of it as you want. And I have no guidance to offer you. You know what I mean? Like, I do think there's an issue going on where the vulnerabilities, especially of being a, a young girl, you know, and, and your vulnerability to your social standing or whatever, like, I mean, ha has a pernicious effect that gets amplified. I'm uninterested in defending the, uh, the Well, but my point is, write. everyone's like, all right, dude, Facebook, pay more attention to your users. Why aren't they doing it? It's criminal. We need to break them up. We need the government to be more involved so that they can do more surveillance because they're not doing enough. And they have to take a bigger thumb and put it on the scale of how people act on these social networks. That's what everybody's saying. But then they're, I'm supposed to believe that when uh, sex trafficking hysteria might lead to the exact same kind of like calls for action, we should just unthinkingly assume that, that the thing is bad in this case. Isn't that interesting, dude? You know what I'm saying? Like she just leaves it out there. She's like, well, you know, there's going to be more surveillance if people care about sex panics. So, you know, reader, you know what to do. Assume that uh, that is bad. You know, it's like it, it's in the cognitive dissonance that is not happening is what is upsetting to me. You know what I mean? Because like it just seems obvious to me that these are the same people that are like, yes, Facebook needs to be doing more to prevent the things I don't like from happening but I can't get my arms around sex trafficking, so I wish everyone would shut up about it. So then they get to the Mann Act. This is like the big bad uh, in terms of legislation. You're mm -hmm. familiar with it. It yeah. is what they got Jack Johnson with. And that is very bad, dude. It's like, those are the it's two- what Chilean's up for. Well, exactly, bro. So it's like, thank you. That's like kind of the funny thing that I researched, dude, because I was like, surely they have not overlooked like that the current, like most sensational sex trafficking trial ever is proceeding. And under I, th the I think that uh, they did. They Jack no Johnson's like the last time that it was used. Obviously, dude, under the, anything the fucking man prostitution. Act, the whole point of the man act is that you can't cross state lines for an illegal sex act. Like it at one time did say immoral, but that was always interpreted as illegal. So when we were more racist than we are now, and it was illegal to be in an interracial, you know, you know, sexual relationship, it did get applied that way sometimes. And that is bad, but it's like, 
it's not getting applied that way now, man. So why are we like saying that these laws are overzealous now? Let me tell you something. The Lawrence v. Texas law, the the sodomy law that you Mm -hmm. started talking about, Mm -hmm. you're right. They were dying for someone to get prosecuted under that because there is not a record. This is on Wikipedia with a citation as if you can prove a negative. That's how confident they are. There is no record of any sodomy prosecution ever under the Mann Act. There's the Jack Johnson issue, like the the racial application of it. I don't, I don't want to whitewash it by just saying issue. That's been gone since Loving v. Virginia. It's unconstitutional to have that kind of law. So that application goes away under the Mann Act. They changed the wording from immoral acts to illegal acts. And like the other big thing that she says is it's sometimes used against sex workers or women, you know, who are victims themselves. But the Supreme Court ruled that out in like 1930. Like they were using it to prosecute, to threaten women with prosecution when they were just acquiescent in their own transportation, like as prostitutes. But they just, the Supreme Court was like, no, they're like, you have to be doing more. You have to be a Ghislaine. And that, so those are the two biggest prosecutions under the Mann Act. Do you know what the other one is? I'll give you a hint. It was last year and it resulted in a conviction. I don't know. I'll give you another hint. It was a black man, a famous one. Terrell Owens? Mr. Robert Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the article doesn't mention that either. So it's like these this is what the act is being used for right now. And like we just have this bundle of like, I know you're supposed to associate when I phrase these things this way with things being bad. And aren't these people really weird? And even after all of this, my last paragraph is just going to end with the note that is really difficult to think about this. I associate myself with people who consider themselves to be the finest journalists in the world and the shepherd of the written word itself in an increasingly hostile age for it. Like that, that, that is the state of like premier journalism right now. It was disgusting to me. But, you know, I'm glad people are talking about it. I was gl- I'm glad for the, uh, the ability to springboard. And I bet the Underground Railroad people are happy with the press, too. I had never heard of this guy before. I, I Googled him because he was described as being so hot in the article. I was like, I got to see this guy. And he, he is pretty jacked, dude. That's tight. He, he wears, like, you know, army type. You know those, like, shirts that look like they're from the army, but they're clearly for, like, some sort of Christian thing that you don't know about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. He wears those a lot. Great. Pretty yeah, cool, dude. Let's defend him. Dude, did we ever talk about the army veterans burrito don't, place? Uh, oh, my fault. <laughs> you spell, I, I'm giving you space to rant about this shit well, that dude, I don't care about. The for you can't give me the two seconds. You to... were glazed, dude. I thought I was moving on for everybody's sake, dude. I, I know they can't all land. I appreciate the space. I thought we were moving on, man. I, I, I'm really, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I didn't realize you were cogitating. Like, he, are you, <laughs> you familiar with all the back page stuff? Like the issue, the... Very much so, dude. I researched this this morning. Okay. So you th- you thought that was a good outcome? What? What do you mean? More uh, the women being abused. Oh, with the SESTA and FESTA or whatever? Yeah. What do you mean by that? I'm not actually, I didn't research that aspect of it as Well, closely. just like this, I mean, you know, you want to argue against the, the you know, like this, like you keep, you keep looking at me and I'm the only other person in the room. 
Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm left with the impression that in like, and I do hold views that are like loosely similar. Uh, but like, I don't think that I should have to, in the course of defending those views, the default to s- some shitty arguments made by someone who's not me that I've never met. No, dude, uh, we could be like so a supportive like podcast just, where you're you know, like, yeah, Alex, get him. <laughs> but you know, that's not what my feeling is. I have Fuck thought about up. the issue. I am familiar with some of the specifics Preach. and, uh, <laughs> and I, I have arguments myself that are much stronger, at least in my mind. Uh, okay, than, than the okay. ones that you're railing against. So it All seems right. like some but real straw man stuff, to be honest. Well, I got some stats, brother. Um, <laughs> I got some good stats but coming the, your way. Well, the back page stuff uh, is like that, you know, uh, before the internet existed, uh, being a prostitute was a very violent uh, way of making a living. That, you know, just um, you, you have a hard time just finding a safe way to get customers and uh whatever just being able to do things online and have a little bit more communication beforehand for some Um, people yeah and like they're you know ladies who be doing this kind of stuff have their their ways of uh going about this sort of thing you know they'll like demand that you like send your license uh your driver's license over and they'll run a background check and stuff like that right these ladies who have so many options that they're on back page selling their bodies are suddenly I mean, are the you denying TSA. that this happened? I don't. I'm not denying that that has happened. Yes, that has happened. Okay, for sure. Um, and the, what, like, you know, in the name of like some amount of you know, like people trying to buy sex use this website. Uh, some of the people that they're buying the sex from are not of legal age to be able to sell the sex. It's a fucking bad deal. Again, you would like for it not to occur. Um, but like, you know, I guess it's a question of, you know, how many uh, beatings of hookers are you, would you like to, or are you willing to accept to save one child kind of thing? I don't want anybody, any, no beatings, zero. Well, but like, then then you're just fine allowing something like Backpage where child traffickers use it. Like... Yeah, I don't think Backpage is good. This website existing made it safer to be a hooker. For some people, it probably made it more dangerous for others. No. No. I can explain to you what I'm thinking there. But, well, it's like everything. It increases the market for prostitution, which means it increases the demand for girls. Either the existing girls have to do more or you have to get more girls. Either way. Or you can set the prices go up. Sure. Yeah, you can charge more, definitely. But, you know, I don't think the pimps are really, you know, they're not really worried about the R&R as much. I think the more money they can get. I mean, I think that one of the great advantages of Backpage is that it made it so you didn't have to go through a pimp. Well, it that's my alleviated point. alleviated the need for a Those pimp. Those are the people you're talking about, the people for whom Backpage was a good thing. But what I'm saying is if you are a girl who is being controlled by a violent pimp or a boyfriend uh, who is just, you know, happens to hit you when you can't make rent and then tells you how you can. Uh, guess what? Backpage has just made it so you could only find five guys before, you know, now you can find 10. Your life just got worse. And if you don't want to do that, you are going to get beat. Backpage hasn't helped you. That is true. That happens to people. It doesn't seem like Backpage is the 
cause there. It has. It isn't any more than Facebook is the cause of the teen girls. I mean, that's kind of my point on that earlier. Uh, it's an amplifier of existing dynamics. But when the dynamics get amplified, the women who are, first of all, temperamentally able to have that kind of autonomy while being sex workers, it, it, literally exceptional, first of all. Like you, uh, most women who have that kind of capacity and agency don't become sex workers. There are very few, you know, hookers with the hearts of gold putting someone through school or whatever. These are girls without options who are almost, I mean, I read a study that it's not a biased study. It's from the University of Texas School of Social Work from 2017 today. Do you want to guess their estimate of how many minors are sex, were sex trafficked in Texas from like 2014 to 2016? Texas Was, only. Take a guess. I have no idea. You're scared to take a guess. Because he's th like the. Uh, it's a scary number. One man. of the things about like this genre of stuff is that like they're always fucking. People are really sloppy <coughs> about these numbers. Like, no, the, these people, they went out to the field, they did interviews, they have their tables of the map they did, they looked at numbers of various shelters, they, ex they explained that their numbers, if anything, are underreported because. They're really only looking at people who have come into contact with various government or charity agencies. It's like a 200-page report. A bunch of doctorate students worked on it. They break it down between the Rio Grande area. Houston and Lubbock are like the big ones that they look at. And, you know, and they make, they explain everything they're doing. I mean, they've thought about this shit. It's a good report. That's what I'm saying. This isn't some kooks online. This is like people who are trying to make a career of this in the establishment. And it's their number, and they're saying they're being conservative and keeping it low. And they estimated 79,000 in Texas, dude. 79,000. What? Minors, Minors that are, are currently being trafficked? Yes. Or like in the two-year period they studied, which was like in the last five years. Boy, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to take your word for that. I believe you, dude. I mean, but you think I'm misreporting the number, or do you think they are? I, I believe that you recall what you read. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you should just know that, you know, as you've said, like the Atlantic article writer, it's a very difficult reality to get your arms around. And so you shouldn't be surprised that that's your reaction to such a big number. That is beyond our comprehension, really. And that's what's going on. So, yeah, dude, if some psycho with fucking big guns wants to get on TikTok and, like, get... You know, they're not even cueing on moms. Like, at least in the Atlantic article, she was like, every mom she talked to, they were like, I don't really understand QAnon. <laughs> like, I just care about the kids. Uh, you know, because QAnon moved off into other directions. Uh, like the stolen. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, dude, that's what I did this morning. What do you think about that? It's a suboptimal use of a morning. Really? I dude, I, you know, I I was glad to read it and like I said, I'm glad the conversation's out there and I do appreciate, you know, you listening to this. I hope there's at least some some uh meta you know, discussion of how to read articles. If I don't agree it, at all with the idea that like the, the, the what does the author want to be true is that if nothing else, I think that's a good thing to think when you read anything. Okay. That's all. If nothing else. Sorry. I'll yield the floor. 
<laughs> okay. I we do. Talk about the MK Ultra stuff. I still have points to make there. Okay. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, the point of the fucking back page stuff is that oh, it's yeah, useful yeah. in making it so that the dynamic that it previously existed of like you like you're t- saying like it's more or less you know uh it's really difficult to be a prostitute without having a pimp like under the previous system that is true uh but like you know because pimps are bad and like a negative influence on people's lives uh making it so like that the a common like way of doing prostitution doesn't include them like that's a giant fucking improvement for those people's lives and like this is a tool that, that they testified to Congress what endlessly. If, what if I told you that was five percent of the prostitutes and thirty percent were neutral post back page, and then the remainder actually were doing more sex work and not really seeing the money at all? I mean, would you still be like it's good because all these of those 5%, details are important? And like, sex worker, that's kind of the only aristocrat. answer. But I know you don't have those numbers, so. Well, in the report that I read this morning, they did talk to girls about the exact dynamic. And there was a girl that they interviewed where she was like, well, here's the deal. My brother's a fucking drug addict, and so am I. And he usually scores for both of us, and he usually owes people money. He's always getting into trouble. So basically, you know, he told me the first couple times that some guys are going to come over and, you know, you got to, you know, help us both out. Uh, but he doesn't even talk to me anymore now. Just guys show up and I don't know how much they've paid or anything. I just know like, you know, they're going to hurt me or hurt my brother if I don't go along with it. And then the interviewer asked her like, do you think he's in trouble all these times? Or do you think he's just now he's just using you for money? And the girl was like, Oh my God, I don't want to think about if he's just sending the, I assumed he was always in trouble. I don't want to think about if he's just doing that for money. So what do you think that guy, if, if the assumption is bad, Backpage is not good for her. You know what I'm saying? So what if there's more of her than the people who are doing well enough to testify before fucking Congress? I don't know that it is like uh, I guess you just you you're saying that uh, you can find more people in an evening because of it. Yeah, I'm saying if if you are being like, used as an economic that, like, unit, if 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 that's right. situ- like the brother's just sending like guys he knows. Like no, you filled in that detail. She mm-hmm. said she she, she doesn't know who it, these guys are. I guess it's my. I mean, choice we can to rewind it, it if you want, but I'm I do think that is your brain assigning a, a more not palatable but you know you cited it to to make the point that things were better than i depicted them but i don't think i said it I, maybe i did see i could be doing it to make my own point you i know? mean the brother had to know them somehow how do they know the address he's was? on back page with pictures of his sister he does the chat gives him an address they go there that's typically how the pimps work on back page yeah. How do you think, dude? Look at how girls run OnlyFans. Why are there guys like fucking Cobra Tate? It like takes a certain kind of fucking again sociopathic mentality to like run girls, so to speak. And it, a certain kind of girl gets caught up with that kind of guy. I don't mean a certain kind of socioeconomic girl or anything. In the report, also a lot of these girls were like, "I'm at college, but I can't talk to anyone, or he'll beat the shit out of me," and they do believe that. Like I went to college with a girl where I wonder if that was happening because she just gave off this like aura of like don't make eye contact with me for my safety, like for her sake. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway, 
that's neither here nor there. But like, I'm just saying like, uh, look, back page is all good. I'm very familiar with whatever Lena Dunham retweeted at the time, but I'm saying. It doesn't feel uh, like a respectful statement. Am I wrong about that? I have no idea what she tweeted or retweeted. Okay. And she weighed in on the conversation if I recall correctly. Uh, don't keep that close uh, tab on her social media no one way or the other I follow Lena dude I fuck with Lena heavy man you know on a, a lot of things uh, but I'm saying dude I don't want to take away in the report that one of the girls was like, <laughs> um, okay so we lost about uh, I'd say 15 minutes yeah basically the part where you agreed that i was right about everything and apologized i think that which i think was very knows. gracious <laughs> that is not true i the worst part jesus fucking christ this is the worst part is <laughs> i absolutely fucking bodied that lena dunham attack but what are now you about? are we gonna repeat that what do you mean i we can't just do the whole thing it cut off in the middle of you being like yeah you believe whatever fucking lena dunham retweeted no, I and mean, I had no problem just what did you body flicking it? How that did you attack flick away. It? What did you do? <laughs> I mean, all of this stuff is like tone and, you know, I mean, like, the, yeah, you yeah. can't fucking just be like. I did off there admit that I said that and I, I meant to be hurtful. I meant it. I was dismissive of Lena. The and substance I'm, was I that I that. Uh, truthfully said that no, I don't. I don't know what Lena Dunham retweeted <laughs> because I don't fucking she was follow involved, Lena dude. Dunham uh but she was like someone needs to sex traffic that guy that didn't pay enough attention to me at the met gala what that do you guy. think about that joke that's <laughs> all right i got just, her with that you're gonna one, need more it was odell beckham jr that's who it was yeah 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 um, um i also want to apologize to jake gyllenhaal while we're at it for the he wanted to be the special boy who the director you know improvised with i was projecting i want to be the special boy I think it would I be so cool. Yeah, obviously. Well, but I Read I was acting face. out of jealousy when I pointed it out, and I what you know I should have been reflecting. Okay. I was projecting when I should have been reflecting, dude. That's my new catchphrase. I would love to uh, g try to get some kind of resolution to this sex trafficking conversation and quickly yeah, yeah. move on to other things. Yeah, of here's, course. Here's my point on all. Like, or, uh, here's where I end up on the conversation we're having. It's apparent that neither of us is going to agree with the other. Um, so I wonder and, what you disagree I, with about it. What I, I don't know. I think besides, Backpage is good for sex workers, and the fact oh that they gosh. took it down is uh, because of the overblown concerns about child sex trafficking is net bad for sex workers. Because I believe sex workers when they say that. But the all the, like what the truth about the of that, ones in the report just, that say the opposite. Okay. Uh, the truth that? of all of this stuff is going to come down to like you know the, uh, some people uh, back page helps some people it hurts the exact percentages of those is what's going to decide what is the truth of this argument and you don't know and i don't know so we're just gonna have to leave it as a disagreement i reject that entirely bro because okay why do anything about anything that's spoken like me before this podcast changed my heart and i assume so many listeners along with me <laughs> as i learned that you can't just sit you know and make comments about how everybody who's involved is dumb and and just that's your contribution i mean you can but you know at least for me i really do think like uh i used to just it was very easy to be like everyone sucks and they're they're involved for self-aggrandizement whether or not they know it 
and they're almost always hurting more than they're helping and blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but it's like, and I'm not saying like that means you have to go out and get involved or we have to start our own uh, accuracy and sex trafficking reporting organization or whatever. But I do think to just be like, well, it hurts some people, it doesn't hurt, it helps others. We won't be able to know, so that's it. You don't think Someone that, can you? know. I See, I feel like I know, but you also feel like you know, and we how feel the opposite be... thing, so I don't know how we're going to resolve that tonight. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I figure sure, we could sure. just talk that about the Clintons. Sense. What about the Clintons? Well, we were talking about them before we were casting. We were like, boy, once we start casting, we got to get into this. But <laughs> now we've been off on this fucking Atlantic article for... They're all of a piece, dude. They're all of a piece. Don't... I'm trying to find a ground we can agree on. What about... I love the Clintons, dude. <laughs> I love the Clintons, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um... I think Hillary is a little bit of a, a, you know, she's a bumbler, dude. You know, she's always getting into it. Uh, she's just tried to be president so bad. She wants it so badly, man. And like you think the, you think Bill's engaged in sex trafficking? Yeah. Well, see, when that's such a loaded verb phrase, and you know, I sure the way yeah i i can't say no to that but it's like jeffrey engaged, epstein has engaged. had sex with underage women like a lot of underage women right yes yeah 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 and yeah. like we suspect that like some of those women that if you felt like it was the right kind of thing you'd be like you know what you should have sex with my friend too yeah or yeah and i think i would even go further than that i I'd say that bill clinton is one of those friends yeah, and I don't even know that he had to say that so much as it's like, I think it was more like this. I think it's like, yo, these girls, I'm not the only one to use this description. In the reporting, like in the early 2000s at the first trial, the Miami Herald like reporting used the phrase like it was a cult-like environment. And the girls, you know, they're victims, and I'm not taking this away from them. I don't think these two things are intention, but you know they often are presented as if they are, and as if they should resolve in favor of the girls, you know, being complicit and not victims. Uh, kind of like what people caricature the Man Act is being used for. Uh, but I suspect, you know, these girls really, you know, were coming. He he was good at selecting girls that didn't have good safety nets at home. And that didn't have good sources of esteem, you know, that the regular world, if things are going well, are giving you. I've been following the the trial. I was going to say I've been following the trial closely. I want to be clear exactly what I mean by that. I've been yeah. listening to all of the True and Non podcasts about the trial. That is the extent of my coverage. Okay. But I do feel like Our listening fellow to MK an Ultra hour. Plant What's up? Coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I do feel like listening to an hour of summary of testimony is following the trial closely, so I'm not retracting my statement. Okay. Um, Thank you for adding nuance to it. But uh, so most of the girls, like especially, I think the These ones in the Miami girls, Herald right? report. Yeah, yeah. The girls in the trial, it's four girls, right? Yeah. Um, and some of them fit the profile of the ones in the like the Miami Herald thing seemed to be like. We're going to the poor high schools in Florida, finding. Yes. Are like, you about to? I think I know where you're going. With trailer, this. you know, like, right, and, right, and yeah, telling yeah, them we'll yeah, give yeah, them yeah. a bunch of money. And what you said remains true about all the girls in the trial. 
But what is like fucking chilling to me on some extent is that while all of them like had some amount of like, you know, fallen on hard times, I think um, some of them like were like, there's definitely discussion. Like the, the defense is not just accepting that, uh, or yeah, there, there's disagreement between the sides about exactly how destitute some of these women were, but like some of them were like, and they basically doxed the one high status families. Yeah. 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 Like the, the, the British one. Um, I think her name was Kate at the trial. I don't know if that's her name or not. Cause some uh, of them use fake names. Right. Um, but like, you know, she, I, well, first of all, they met, she was 17, 16, 17. And uh, they met through uh, her 35-year-old boyfriend. Which Interesting. Like, yeah, where is he on the stand? Yeah. Um, but well, like, dude, uh, I think that kind of stuff happened more than... I remember girls that had, like, old boyfriends and their parents knew about it, like, in the 90s. I don't know anything like that. I do. I, I am familiar with a person who, you know, like, as a high school student carried on a brief relationship with a man in his late 30s early 40s something yeah. around that area i mean i know one girl who a guy went to jail for statutory rape uh so not everyone was cool with it uh, yeah but i think it happened more than people let on dude it was a wild dude yeah, i kind I'm of always, insinuated I, this in my it's hard know, to get into podcast. people's heads but like it just i mean I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I don't want to speak for them. Uh, I don't want to like demand that they come on the podcast to speak about it themselves. But like, uh, you know, it, it seems to legitimately be like, yeah, you know, something that happened. You know, like I made out with a guy one time, and like another time I had sex with a thirty-eight-year-old, and like another time, yeah. you know, like yeah, 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 definitely. I don't know. You know, I I don't know what to make of that. Well. I, I think that that's possible. That, that's what I, I was about to say. But I think I, you it's started, dangerous. To, you started saying something like right before when I was saying they didn't have sources of esteem. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, except they were hot or, you know, conventionally attractive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were basically sexual commodities, but valuable ones. Like, and they were close to their peak value as commodities. Uh, and... Um, you know, the, I agree the Florida scene seemed to be more like these are girls that maybe in a better world would be a waitress at Mar-a-Lago. You know what I mean? But I think they did meet some of them at Mar-a-Lago. They were kicked out of Mar-a-Lago for recruiting because Trump was like, as the leader of the anti-pedophile movement. <laughs> Don't uh, say shit like <laughs> this, dude. No, but that is like basically... The, I may be misrecalling this, all jokes aside. First of all, there is a, the report of he chilled with the staff. I'm not like, that's that not. Wasn't in, that was the unrecorded portion like, when you told the story about. Oh, really? Yeah. That uh, was the last thing you said sucks, when we realized dude. that it wasn't recording. Well, basically, some guy basically, I don't, we can't recapture the magic. I agree. But I'm sure it'll come up again at some point. But uh, there's, there's a guy who testified that, uh, or I don't know about testified, told the media. He, at some point recounted, he said, Trump yeah, there, there's like just one hung guy out and talked with us. That, yeah, that says like when Trump like flew on the Lolita Express or like was at Jeffrey Epstein's, one of his houses or something, some staff member that was there has said that Trump was cool, but not, he wasn't okay when he realized, you know, 
what was going down, he went and hung out with the staff for the rest of the night, uh, which obviously I said that's if I ever found myself in that position around people who use Backpage, I would chill with whatever staff you know was there. Uh, but what the and what a damning thing that the guy who I presume was paid off to like give the softest possible interpretation. <laughs> The best thing he had was with the staff, dude. he watched fucking uh, <laughs> abusive children go on, and uh, he no, was, it's like people. But go I can to show you, he was a good guy because he came and like talked to. The, he didn't call the police. Well, it's not like everyone starts fucking like you know one child in front of everyone else. It's like you kind of go off. I think a lot of these, you know, they go off, and that's what I'm saying. These girls are so groomed. The man in the picture that I've seen that I that we've both seen, Prince Andrew with the. No, Trump carrying the toddlers running away from the speech <laughs> Hillary. That man is not a man that just fucking true, talks true. with the staff when he thinks that there true. might be something afoot. I want to get a full back tattoo of that. God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so funny. Too. I hope everyone knows what we're talking about. I think I just saw it, dude. I sent it to you thinking, no way TC has seen this. And you're like, ah, yes. The old <laughs> it's, it's classic. It's a favorite. <laughs> I mean, I don't see it as often I, as I would like to. I wish that it were on constantly. And I'm trying to find it on my phone right now. And I, I'm trying to look through my camera roll because I know I've tried to find it before. So and it's layered, kind dude. of difficult. It, it's uh, hard to search for. Like if dude. you search like Trump holding babies, it doesn't work. It's like Trump screaming in a literal swamp. <laughs> so i i don't think it's as popular as i wish it was but it's the kind of thing oh if God. i've seen it once you know it's burned that should into have my... been melania's christmas one year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's it's he's wading through some kind of water the water is very clearly animated the only thing not animated in the photo is uh is him that and the babies his, are his photoshopped visage, in dude. he's like ah. <laughs> He's running and screaming. <laughs> He's doing the scream of when he was driving that big truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in each arm, he has a crying toddler. He's running through yeah. some kind of water. It's very Al Pacino in heat. And then, <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> uh, there, there's like a mist coming off of the water. Yeah. Um, there's Evil three uh, shadowy hooded figures. Yes. On the other side, there's a, a just a skeleton. <laughs> but then the, the big, <laughs> most prominent thing is over his left shoulder, taking up nearly half of the photograph. But it does sneak up on you somehow. <laughs> You're right. It's because it's the her face is blue, so it's like, like the blends. same. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's you know, I mean, like everything behind him is just a collection <laughs> of dark forces working together trying to steal these children out of his arms but he's he refuses he's saving them it's it's hillary clinton with some kind of rash uh yellow snake eyes and then nothing even approaching her hands just evil it's like claws. arachnid claws yeah yeah yeah, yeah. arachnids yeah. and she's she's like it's uh, just huge kiss it like a yeah i'm gonna get him yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, and her face is, like, rotting away, too. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some kind of infection. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's so good. Yeah, it's uh, it's the most moving image I've ever seen in my entire oh, life. So good, dude. And if it were true, 
he would not have been able to just go true. and talk with the staff. No, that is true. I do. Th- yeah, I agree. I, it's like all the Trump people kind of latched on to that to be like, no, this is the, it explains away the cognitive dissonance. You know, doesn't I, come close in my opinion. I do think Trump's exploitation of women is a different flavor of Jeffrey Epstein's then, though. For to be fair, I don't think that at all, dude. Really, I, I'm not saying they're they're not related, but I think it's, that, I think it's like, a different flavor, dude. It's one of those things where I feel like with Trump, this happens a lot, where like the damning evidence is so easy to access that you're like. Well, surely he wouldn't just admit to this in public. The quote of like, like fucking Jeff likes him young. Like, right. Yeah. Not yeah, as, yeah. Like uh, he's one of the only ones that likes him as young as me. That's what he said. Right. Not quite. He says he likes them younger than me, but he might be the only one. Right. He definitely, he says he likes girls as much. As, this is what I recall. Says he likes girls as much as I do. Some of, and then he's like, some of them, it's almost like the, what, this is what I recall, but maybe this is just, you know, me recalling. I just respect the office of the presidency so much, <laughs> dude. I always want to give the president the benefit of the doubt. I do it for Joe Biden now, dude. I respect the office. Uh, All right. You, I, I, I'll, you want me you to read it? it? Make sure I got the, Okay. I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. Trump told New York Magazine. <laughs> Uh, this is so funny, dude. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. Right, okay. And that's, many of them are on the younger side. Right, so that's only about Jeffrey, though. The no doubt part, about it. Jeff enjoys his social life. So the young part only applies to Jeff in that quote, not to, to Trump. I understand the like English language point you're making, but how do you feel when you hear that? Yeah, it's slimy, dude. It's slimy. Although... I almost wonder if it's like, see, maybe I'm again. Like he's like, he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And then he's Dude, not like, he's like, guy, stop there. I don't like him young, but he does. Well, yeah, but he's here's, like, beautiful here's the women, thing. young ones, really young, preferably. But, but he's like so narcissistic too. When is that quote from? <laughs> it's it's from an article, Jeffrey Epstein, International Money Man of Mystery. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that article. Uh, 2002. Okay, so... I think that's after they had their falling out. Like they definitely had a falling out. That's well documented. Yeah. And it's not because Trump was taking a stand against pedophilia. <laughs> I agree. Like it has something to do with like Jeffrey tried to buy a house that Trump kind of had dibs on, he thought, or something. Like okay. they, they had a rich guy beef. Yeah. And like it, but. And surely you've seen the Steven Pinker letter about epstein i don't know where he's denying i mean i know i'm i get the stevens mixed up in my head steven pinker Pinker is he's one of these he's got a lot of splaining to do for sure dude yeah there was someone that was like i know steven i was shocked to learn he might be mixed up in this so i emailed him and here's what he said oh okay yeah sure and uh he's like and i you know listen i don't know with any of this stuff i don't know but it rang true enough to me um, uh, that he was like, uh, honestly, the guy was kind of a dick and he ran his gums about a lot of stuff he didn't know about. And I would kind of correct him about it. And as a result, I didn't get invited anymore. I believe that. Yeah. Now, yeah. like, uh, I, I think that I might have gotten to it from the article that you sent me, the Mother Jones thing, where uh-huh. the guy just called up 
Like, yeah, it's uh, the best interview. It's amazing. I really like it. It's amazing. Yeah, I wish it got more like publicity when it came out. Well, we're trying. Yeah, on this true, cast. true, true. Um, and I'm, I got a whole Epstein thing coming on on IJB next oh, week. Nice. Hopefully, okay. we're next trying week? to. Okay. Yeah, so some of this might get repeated, but the the article they, that guy though, I think it's important to note, like. It's he's never super clear about what he means. There's there's a lot of interpretations for what he might be saying with some of those, um, with some of the statements that he makes. But I think that what he is saying, because he's kind of painting himself as like, well, I was separate from that part of Jeff's life. And right. once I found out about that, it was done between us. And I think that the thing that he is specifically objecting to is like women who were formally coerced. I think that that guy is saying that if she's right. 16, but she's looking for that money and she accepts it willingly, right, right, right. Yeah, then yeah, like, yeah. well, that's just in a transaction between two business entities. For sure. And I think so. Would would Pinker be in that category? I don't have any fucking clue. You know, like I think I a think lot of these is, people that are around this stuff and have a sense that some things are going on, but I don't want to raise a whole stink about. Read Camille Paglia, dude, from the '90s. She was like a leading sex and gender theorist, like and popular culture commentator. And she basically, she was, you know, uh, got a lot of play and headlines by being like basically kind of a pedophilia apologist yeah it, it's more prominent in elite culture making circles than you think to not apologize for like fucking people who you know rape eight-year-olds or whatever but like it is true that some 16 year olds are more mature than others uh, I mean, it's, I think it's somewhat of it. The thing I, I was just describing of like, you know, the reaction that I am flabbergasted by that my acquaintance had of like, yeah, you know, I mean, like the 30 year old guy took me to an apartment after high school and bro, whatever. Yeah, dude, I mean, but I, I think that is, some yeah. people think that like that's how, it, I, like, I don't even know if I can take their word on that, that that, that, it, that it didn't have some kind of abiding damage that they're not aware of yet but For like sure. yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't like that that's a legitimate i don't know like i'm not here to tell them their own fucking life um, well yeah but like dude to the terror, but i think that some people used to think that that's surely how all of it was yeah well or like or, yeah, whatever it's the thing between people you have a fling it happens yeah yeah definitely and sometimes that is true dude i mean i i i might i don't want to get too down the road but I've had some experiences where if I describe them, you may be horrified, but I feel good about them. And <laughs> I have some that like probably you would think they're cool and I feel like they weren't cool. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but yeah, man, I do think there's, there's way more of it than we think. And <clears throat> I do think also like, uh, Jeffrey was just the sex addict, man. I think he went too far. He was on his own for a lot of this shit, like him and Guillain. That is certainly the point being made by the uh, the gentleman in the article. Yeah, it, that seems credible to me. Yeah, no, uh, he's obviously because, right. Because like, they don't want people that are that vulnerable. Like Addictions make you vulnerable. And I have this book, Sex Addiction as Addict Disregula or Affect Dysregulation. And, you know, maybe it's like... 
because I'm so into the ideas of like bioenergetics right now, but I do draw a connection between that guy or maybe someone else saying Epstein had to do yoga and be basically be stretching all the time. Obviously that made me, I had to do some reflecting after reading that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Did they find uh, a supple leopard in his jail cell? Yeah, it wouldn't, it would not surprise me. Uh, I think he was pretty supple dude in those sweats. I mean the, uh, the constant, uh, like, Everyone has like the knowing wink about the massage stuff. Like how often he's described as getting massages, and like obviously that was no. Like but a, I bet there was like Elaine did teach them like specific techniques and shit. Absolutely, like, like the guy did appear to be legitimate. And it's yeah, notable exactly. to me how how infrequently it seems that he does have like actual penetrative sex. Yeah, he's just he needs to not three times a day, dude. I think a lot of it is just like massage me while I masturbate, jerk it a little bit for you know, like yeah, yeah. And if he's got like if his whole thing is like which, his whole life, I just don't. He's carried around like in an at like a dysregulated emotional core that has resulted in like muscle tension. You know, if it's anything what I what I'm dealing with, which I'm not saying we have any similarities beyond that. But like, I think that's what a lot of people are talking about when they call it like fibromyalgia or whatever. It's just like different names for sort of a lifetime of wear and tear on your neuro, you know, musculature uh, overall. But like, where does that come from? Just stress. Uh, the allostatic load is what they call it. Like, you know, if you spend like I have this chart that I look at sometimes in my garage. It's laminated that shows like the various signs because interoception is like the, the mind's ability to get data from the body about the state of the body. Is this all in the leopard? No, none of it is. Oh. But I'm saying like you end up, uh, this is more Wilhelm Reich, Wilhelm Reich, who is like, again, the theorist that all those pedophiles in Germany post-World War II were relying on. So it's a little bit, you gotta be careful with them. But Actually, he died in prison. The FDA persecuted him because he thought you could basically, uh, you know, catch orgasms from the air in these devices he built. And they said that was like unregulated, you know, the sale of sexual drugs or something. Uh, so he got you put in prison for that. Yeah, for and then they burned what? all his books, and he died in prison. Dude. What is the what is the device? An organ or organ accelerator i think it's called they're like these boxes that he said basically there's like this ether-like energy that is the life force that permeates all things but you can uh build like basically you know like sound traps in a studio mm -hmm. uh, or like bass traps in the corner you trying know? to get some in here yeah. yeah 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 and like uh you can kind of build like a little box uh that can capture more of this what he called the organ which is like the life force energy. It was very like popular. He was a, one of the main, he was like Carl Jung. He was like a student of Freud that kind of broke with him. But like, uh, it seems to me like the box is probably bullshit, but I don't think I'm comfortable with him going I to know. jail for selling it. Well, the, dude, it, it was all wrapped up with like the McCarthy era and it was an anti-sexual era. And he was right. He was like, the roots of fascism are in the suppression of man's sexual instinct. Like basically, he opened one of his books with like a line from William Blake, like to that effect. Like, yeah, no, that was the big thing. The guy that went on to set up the pedophile system in Berlin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But and Wilhelm Reich was like, we don't know what healthy adolescent sexuality looks like because we're not a healthy society. So 
you know, but it's easy. And Reich, apparently, you know, he wrote a lot. So maybe somewhere he said something different. But from what I've read, he is pretty consistently like, don't try to fuck the kids. I know what you're thinking. Do not try to fuck the kids. But he was still a very controversial therapist. Like he would beat the shit out of you in therapy. Like literally, he would be like, release your attention and like punch you in the stomach and shit. Uh, but his basic theory is like, you've never actually had an orgasm. Uh, like the orgasm is a full body experience <clears throat> that only happens when you your musculature armor, which is your body kind of putting tissue together to hold yourself together in the way that it thinks makes you safe in an unsafe world, which like because it is an unsafe world results in various pains and just uh, expressions of, of bodily energy flow that are not what we're quote unquote designed for, you know what I mean? Uh, and a lot of it occurs in the pelvis because you have a natural inclination to hold your pelvis back uh, to keep your sexual energy back or to try to restrain it because letting your sexual energy loose in these repressive cultures is dangerous. Like you might get killed. You might get fucking hounded by the FDA and die in prison. Uh, and so he has this whole breathing technique and it's called, it's, his names were never good. Like you can't make Instagram infographics about like orgasmic breathing or I mean you can but it's it it selects for an audience that should be broader or like he's like we have to develop genitality as a character so that's the the ideal character is the genital character we must go from neuroticism to being genital it's like can you just call it actualization or something you know maybe I mean? it uh like was different in the German well yeah exactly for sure and he but he has acolytes in the United States including this guy Alex Lowen uh, who I got into a while ago. <clears throat> and basically, you know, like the, the Reich said, you got to do the pelvis last. There's like seven segments in the body. And like, as you open them up, it's dangerous to start with the pelvis because it's just like the energy is too strong. If you haven't like worked out, you know, the rest of your body armor, because if you actually have the full orgasm, uh, it like reverberates through your whole body. It honestly sounds more like the way when you hear women try to distinguish like their wave, you know, a wave-like orgasm that, you know, they think only women have, you know what I mean? And they're like, you don't understand. It's It can last a lot longer and it's full body and waves and all that. Basically, Wilhelm Reich was like, that's for everybody. But you're like holding it in with your breath and you're keeping it. And if you give me $200... Yeah, I don't understand that. What do you mean? He's selling the box. Oh, well, no, dude. He sells the plans on how to make it, dude. He wants the information to be free. Uh, but, dude, I'm saying there's a connection to Epstein here because it really made me think of Epstein because this was in Alex Lowen's book, but, you know, he's building off the, the Reich theories. He's basically like in any session, uh, you know, they actually have you take off your clothes, you know, unless you're opposite gender, then you keep your underwear on. And they're like, they look at your body and they're like, oh, I notice your pelvis is, is very weak or like your pelvis has no muscle tone, but the rest of your body does. Well, why do you think that is? Or, you know, all this stuff. And uh, he says often the people that come to him with the least connection to their pelvis, like it's dead, it has no range of motion. That's why hip mobility and like supple leopard is like, I mean, if you Google like, why is hip mobility important? The sex will be like among the top answers because the it it 
you know, you can imagine why it might be, but nobody really talks about if you get it. I mean, probably they do, but not necessarily in the Reikian sense, like in, in the popular discourse. But he's basically like that. If you get that full body orgasmic reflex, it literally is like revolutionary and that will defeat fascism and like blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he's like, I don't know. Well, never, we don't know, dude. He died in jail. Uh, uh, I feel like we <laughs> could figure it out whether uh, or not he died in jail. Well, but but if you think about Jeffrey, it makes sense. Like uh, the theory does have explanatory value with Epstein because like, uh, think about it. He has crazy muscular tension that requires him to do yoga all the time. Uh, and he has he's obsessed with orgasming like all the time but he never gets relief from it. It's like what you describe why you don't want to get into stretching is like that describes his life of like constantly pursuing a nut. But it's always just like, well, I've got a nut again in two hours. You know what I mean? And Lowen like applying Reich is like basically that's because the orgasms are dog shit because you're so disconnected from what should be your full body experience. You have to just beat the shit out of your dick. Uh, until it's like mechanically excited to you know to the point of like an involuntary spasm and like it's it, it's a taunt because it's like the opposite of what should be like it speaks more in its absence of what you didn't get from it like the delta between what you wanted and what you got like that's really the root of sex addiction you think you're like i'm i'm more in tune you know to this part of life but you're actually desperately trying to get like up to a baseline because you're so caught, caught off like from your, your whole being. And it's like, think about what Jeffrey did to his dick, dude, you know, and the way he lived. And I feel like it's like that, that is what, what was going on with him. Like symptomatically, it really, there's not really anything it leaves unexplained. You know what I mean? Um, it's interesting, and you've thought about it a lot more than me, so I don't know that I'm ready to like uh i don't I don't you know um it's not all about winning and losing, but I don't think my chances of winning here are great, and um, I acknowledge that going in. I don't know that I'm here to like disagree I think that no I just you made a lot of great points ideas, I broadly uh you know i it's a lot to think about and and some of it if is you're looking valuable. to disagree i mean I'm not sure it can defeat fascism. <laughs> But I just it's, it feels like there it doesn't it it doesn't feel like a full explanation to me like the sure, sure. sexual yeah, yeah. urges like I think that's coming from somewhere I don't know that that's just it you know <clears throat> like uh I don't know that a desire for sex is just about like the physical sensation. You know what? I think I overspoke when I said there's nothing it leaves unexplained. I think it explains a lot of Because I was ready physic- to say all this, and then you made that statement, and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's a broad statement. Like, you're, uh, right, you're, wow, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. really got me back on what my you're saying, here. I'm like, well, of course, the other thing you have to consider, but that's another way of saying there's more to explain. So I agree. I think symptomatically, like in terms of physical presentation of symptoms, it does make sense. In terms of psychologically, what he was getting at, and what it mixed up with, I would say there's a lot more. I think with the, especially the underage girls and like, like the, what his friends talk about. Yeah, dude. The kidnapping that's, and stuff. That's a that's, fine point. That's like, like a narcissism. If you just like, needed to come, why did it always have to be 15 year olds? 
Right. Well, and they, it didn't. Like a lot of them were like in, oh, over eighteen. A lot of them were in their early twenties. Uh, There's one girl who said that, uh, like, or uh, of the four that went to the stand, one of them was like, "Yeah, you kind of lost interest when I was eighteen. It felt like I was too old for him." That like, may be true, but I mean, we all know. Yeah, that's a pretty common narrative. So if I were coaching a witness, I would say that. I mean, and by coach. Coaching makes it sound like I think they're doing something bad, so I'll use the professional if I were prepping. <laughs> oh, uh, I said, yeah, not realizing what you were going to say. I'm not sure that I, I do fully sign up on that. I thought you were going to say that. It's literal uh, malpractice to yeah. not have her say that. It's different. I, yeah, I guess. This is what you do. You're preparing. You make a list of questions she's probably going to get asked, right? Mm-hmm. You can't help but think what would be good for her to answer, you know? If you're not a piece of shit, number one is always the truth. For real. I mean, I'm telling you right now, every single lawyer I've ever worked with, I've worked with a lot, watching prep witnesses, everybody says that's the first thing they say, is I want you to tell the truth. And they do mean it. It's not really, the profession can get slimy, I guess, but not like that. It does. It's too, that's too simple of a picture. You know what I mean? Uh, but... As you're talking to her, what you're doing is you're talking these things through. And all you have to do, it's literally what people, you know, it's your wrong about, you know, theory about the satanic panic testimony. Everybody does it, though. That's the thing. It's like not pernicious. You just kind of are in a position to lead people and they are impressionable. Everybody's agreed we're reopening it matters memories. whether or not they're the fucking five year olds. Right. But I'm saying it, it, the, the Epstein girls, it's, it's the exact same thing if this is how it happened. Maybe she came up with this idea. It felt that way. There's a journal entry from that day where she's like, I turned 18 and now it feels different. I don't know. But I'm saying like what I'm imagining I think happens a lot is a lawyer is like, oh, and how did it feel when you got a little older? Did it feel like da da da? And usually by that time, they know enough about the narrative to fill it in. And and I mean, like, you, yeah, it did. You are and factually then, correct that that some of the women were you know, in their twenties or whatever. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Uh, I kind of figured there's stuff going on with Jelaine the whole time. You know, what do you mean? I figured they had sex. It seems like my impression from the reporting is she did get involved sexually, uh, but it was primarily not right well there's some of the interesting revelations at trial have been the one of the housekeeper said or uh, housekeeper is not it but like a person that worked at the house um testified that they shared a bedroom the entire time which i think was a little bit of a surprise uh and there was another instance where one of the um it's the younger sister of the one that the guy in the Mother Jones interview talked to. I'm trying to remember. Maria Farmer? Okay. Do you remember that name? Yeah. Okay. I I might be wrong. But I think that's I think that's who it is. Uh, her younger sister was one of the ones that testified. And her mom also testified. And she says that whenever Jeffrey invited... Jeffrey like had this whole pitch about come out to the New Mexico ranch... I'm having like 30 high school kids out to like talk about, you know, uh, the college stuff. Right. And she shows up and it's just her and Glenn and Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, the mom testified about how she called Jeffrey and was like, you know, I'm not just letting my kid go to any fucking thing. Like, answer these questions about what exactly is going on here. And she was like, so this is just girls or boys too? And he's like, it's co-ed. And she's like, because the mom was surely would have been more reassured by the answer of just girls because the boys she was worried about were not the fucking uh, grown man that owns the ranch. It was like the horny teenagers. That's funny, yeah, because I, like, I agree with you. But I'm like, danger was, that was also I would be like, that is weirder if it's all girls. I I raise an eyebrow at a grown man even coaching a girls' sports team, dude. To be honest, I'm but like, the guy, what's, what's the deal, dude? <laughs> I'm not here to answer. That. I have a daughter, so I probably will end up coaching a team at some point. So I'll regret that one. But <laughs> you know, you know, like I don't know. But I know it's just interesting of, that he's he's lying, right? Like either way, like there's right, no other true, kids yeah. coming. So like. It's it's uh, to me revealing that he's like I I'm trying to give you the answer that I think will lead to you giving me your daughter so I'm going to tell you that there's males here other than me. Yeah because to him that is that would be less than ideal I think. Like in his thinking he's like what's the best? No dudes. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So he's like if it were the opposite, you know, she'd probably want the opposite. So yeah, dudes will be there. <laughs> I have plenty of competition. Don't um, worry. But so she's like, the, the, then the mom is concerned by that answer. That's not okay. what she wanted to hear. Okay. She's like, all right, well, so what's going on? Uh, like who's chaperoning this? And he said, this is the testimony from the mom. Oh, my wife, Jelaine will be there. Oh, shit. she'll watch over the girls and everything. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I in you see all the pictures the guy released of her giving him a foot massage on the plane. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so between all that, like them sleep, them being in the same room, sleeping in the same room the entire time, him describing her as his wife and her giving him intimate foot massages with her shirt half off. Well, he's clearly in a post-orgasmic stupor there. Yeah, so like and, I, I think that uh, they would have sexual relations of some kind for, fairly frequently. That, that's what the, all that adds up to. Yeah, to me. yeah, I, I think that's right. So yeah. I'm just supporting your point that he's capable of having relations with women who are above legal age. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, but I didn't even want to talk about him that much. I was just trying to get at the. It's. I I don't think that like you're you're probably going to treat this as an obvious enough point, and you might be right. Um, but it's, it's always troubling to me that you have things like the, uh, the beautiful, uh, Trump and Hillary image or like whenever Epstein, uh, was murdered in his cell, uh, that the people were like, you know, jokey Hillary did it. Like right. that fucking Trevor Noah interview, man, still chaps my head. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. I, I don't think I remember it as well as it seems like you might, but <sighs> He, he well, is joking like, with Hillary about like, ha, 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 you would never. It's like the first thing he asked her, he's Chilly like, why did you kill it. Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. You know, and she like, it, it takes her one second to be like, what do I do with, you know, it's like, she's like, what program do I run basically? Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh shit, this is like a joke and we're all good with this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll laugh, you know? And I, that's when I lost hope. I think in between her deciding to laugh and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone um but uh i like 
I maybe she'd kill him because she doesn't like him. Uh, but oh, that's what I. Sorry, sorry. That's like what I think happened is that it seems possible to me that like Clinton was just a, a pinker type. I, I'd say it's somewhat unlikely because it's established well, in my mind what, beyond the shadow of doubt that Bill Clinton has a fairly uncontrollable sex drive. Think about what Colin Powell said in the uh, WikiLeaks. What did he say? He, when he's commenting on Hillary's viability as a candidate, uh-huh. this is like pre-2016, uh-huh. and he's like, Hillary, you know, yeah, sure. Like, but he says something, he's like, too much apple parlor energy, or like, there's something where he's like, he dogs Hillary, mm-hmm. but then he's like, plus, husband still dicking down bimbos at 80 plus, <laughs> like something <laughs> like that. And I think that's what, exactly what everyone thought of him, who knew him. Yeah. He's like, he's dicking down bimbos all the time, dude. Yeah, and like, it's, a, it's this is the thing that we were on about a lot in the 2016 election. I can't believe that with, because the Lewinsky thing is like so far from isolated, right? There's Jennifer Flowers, there's Juanita Broderick, there's another one that I'm thinking, Paula Jones. Like, sure, yeah. You know, we have all those names. Uh, you're telling me there's not been a single woman, because like, I think that he probably is dicking down bimbos at 80. Yeah. But there's not a single one of them that want this media check? I mean, yeah, I wonder. To be able to keep it, like, at the pace that I imagine that, like, he's going, like, that. If you're slanging that good D, dude, like, you can keep him happy, man. No. They'll be quiet. He can't. Jennifer Flowers, Paula Jones, Juanita well, he, Broderick. He wasn't nice fucking, to them. I mean, I guess. From okay. what they would say. He just started being nice? That's I mean, the big not thing. too nice. <laughs> but if you're nicer, signing good D, they want to stay in, in Bill Clinton's favor, which is why they're fucking letting him dig him down in the first place. It's not that unfeasible to me. The, none of the, of the, the over Epstein the course girls. of that length of time, that like you know what fucking relationships are well, like. But after Lewinsky, dude, it's like, well, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna? You think you're gonna be famous for this? Plus, I bet it's almost yeah, you, you, you would be. Mm, I don't think so. I don't know, man. You think that if you went to the fucking New York Daily News, that they're saying now nah, we're like, not I'm Bill Clinton's We're mistress? not gonna run it. I I wonder, man. I don't wonder. They would print it. I don't know, man. Oh, my Why God. hasn't it happened then? That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm giving you the explanations, and you're like, well, that clearly can't be true. My but point it's like is that there is no good explanation. Where, my point is it's a legitimate mystery with no... I don't think so, man, because it's like... The pieces don't add up. Think, bro, like, you, you, you're projecting too much willingness to speak out onto these people and desire. I don't think most of them don't want to. And then the ones that do want to are easily dealt with, I think. Like nowadays, you just get the NDA signed ab initio. That's pretty much what everybody who is anything close to famous is doing as far as, far as I can tell. And if I ever were to advise someone in that position, you know, or even just a regular rich guy, uh, my, my advice, if we have any balling out listeners who are just getting money, and think think it's cool that they're getting nudes from uh, women that they used to have to Google. Uh, you know, you should think about getting an NDA, just the standard one that you have. I would say. Yeah, it just uh, sex scandals still occur. Not really these days. Who's doing them? You got to be a pedophile. 
No one cares, man. Even like uh, Dennis Hastert, no one even cared about him, man. He was a legitimate pedophile. I think that was more because he was well out of actually being able to impact the country. It's probably true. And to say no one cared is clearly wrong. You're right. I'm being pessimistic. But it is hard in a world where, you know, you all you try to do, thoroughly. you try to start an organization to fucking make an underground railroad and, you know, the whole media class gangs up on you because they'd rather not think about it. You know? But so I just, I, I think that, uh, you know, Clinton to me seems like he has enough of a clear sex addiction and like, that's just that's his spot in the culture. So, what you know, amount like someone, of fucking should Bill Clinton be doing, according to you? Uh, I don't know. I don't Only care. Hillary. But I'm just. I'm just wondering yeah, yeah, why yeah. He, he has he a made sex. The vows. Jeffrey, I get, but Bill, you know, I, okay, he made the vows. That's that's what's what's wrong. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no like, I know. I'm just. I'm just wondering, like... I mean, I don't know. I, I'll never know he, what to make of Broderick's claim, but she says that he held her down true. and raped her. See, that... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I agree with I agree with you there. The Paula Jones and Jennifer Flowers stuff, there's considerably more consent. I don't think like, he's doing that stuff anymore. I don't. Okay. I think he's probably just consensually dicking down. Colin Powell wasn't like he's holding down people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, I kind of suspect that if Juanita Broderick's telling the truth, and uh, fuck, dude, I, she might be, I, I don't know, uh, that that was probably the only time in his life. Think about Julia Fox's character. I think character. that if two people had had that happen to them, and one of them was speaking up, I doubt that the other one would have like a compelling reason not to. Think about Julia Fox and Uncut Gems. Mm -hmm. You could see how that woman would end up having sex with Bill Clinton, right? Yeah, to some extent, yeah. You see her run into the media? A hundred percent. I definitely don't, dude. She wouldn't do him like that. No, nah, she's she's a good woman. Too hot. I mean, if she he if he upset mad. her, yeah, if he upset her, and but that's what I'm saying. Would Bill, probably be upset. Ah, dude, Bill knows how to play things. Now. You keep her. You know, well, yeah, obviously she is like a a lit fuse type of woman. Obviously, that's what I'm Bill's saying. Into that. That's the type of woman who are gonna suck the president's dick yes but it's like if you know how to manage them right you don't have to upset them which just because he demonstrated a number of times that he doesn't yeah, but he's gotten older he's learned you know what i'm saying that he could do better at it is conceivable yeah. that he could have a perfect record is tough for me it's to like square. in true detective when rust is like all oh, that dick swinging you do you can't spot crazy pussy yeah yeah uh it's like he probably is better at spotting it now you know? I, I don't think i either spotted or not like fucking that's the point brother i think he's got ndas going and these women have no incentive to do it whatsoever but so i do think that uh i will stand by calling him a sex addict um but uh so my i'm just saying like there's enough going on with him um that the idea like of the people where i was going to be like you know, he probably had a a Pinker like relationship where, you know, Epstein. Uh, yeah, I think that he was around Epstein because both of them liked having sex with women. Yeah, I think Epstein liked having Bill around, dude. Having a president around is balling out. You yeah, get no, more I, people to come not, to your party. Uh, like, yeah, that part I'm not asking. If you're like, yo, Bill Clinton will about. be here. You know, yeah. more people will come. Yeah, 
um, but I'm just saying, you know, like, like I, I think it's uh, some people treat it as if their name appeared in Epstein's little black book, then that means that they're a hundred percent a pedophile. I don't no. think that's true. I believe Alan Dershowitz, dude. I don't. That's how crazy I am. Yeah. I see him getting weird massages with his shirt still on and shit. Because uh, I think Jeffrey was pretty good at calibrating, you know, and that's where Dersh was at, dude. Uh, a nice, and what, not even a V-neck t-shirt, dude. <laughs> Newsmax has been running some Dershowitz pieces about the trial that I ran across the other day. Oh, and, I bet they're uh, dynamite, dude. They are amazing. Yeah. He's he he's a wild boy. Every single print. thing that happened in the trial clearly proves case closed, Your Honor. <laughs> Alan Dershowitz, no. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I believe him, dude. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, do you I think? don't. He, he, I don't no know. No one. Man. I mean, I guess whatever. Uh, if if someone accused me of rape, I would probably also deny it. Probably several times if given the opportunity. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It seems like he's really. Uh, yeah, I mean that is tough. You got to go, James Franco on it i think or i like uh at least he's that's what i recall him doing what did he he's do just being like not how i remember it but who am i to get in the way of her story so that's my only comment yeah goodbye yeah on today's like, ijb we uh i talked about michael douglas's uh response to the allegation that kirk douglas raped natalie wood oh shit uh and his his full statement was may they both rest in peace nice all right i Respectful. think it's, i think it's well said if but, he was a rapist i'm sure michael douglas like has major issues from being raised by him i would you know i mean i think so i think kirk douglas was a he, famous dickhead i think that he did the thing that he's yeah, accused yeah. Of doing. yeah one of the beastie boys their dads got me too and he was like yeah that makes sense to me wow yeah that's right uh yeah what whoa yeah I forgot uh, what you were saying. Douglas was big in um what were we talking about the McCarthy? Oh, with the, your German guy. Oh um, yeah, yeah. He he's uh I was I was reading about his I was reading his Wikipedia page after uh learning about the rape allegation and um he's hailed as an important figure because he worked with like one of the people that was he was like the first guy to be like I'm making this movie with a guy that's on the McCarthy list, and I don't give a fuck. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. He's in a, Which I would say does not for me. I think all of us are uh, complicated figures that do both good and bad. And yeah. There's no need to... No need to rape, though. Pretend like... The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paths, have you seen Pat? No, you don't I'm like old movies. I'm willing to condemn him for the rape, despite that action that I described. He's in one of the first Stanley Kubrick movies, or one of the early ones. It's, it's really good, but it's black and white, so you probably don't like it. But it's good. Sounds right. It's a great film. But yeah, so I the the point I've been trying to make is, uh, I think that Hillary, like the, I, the common sense thing is not that she was in cahoots with Epstein. It's that she was really fucking annoyed that Epstein was helping her husband cheat on her. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Interesting. Like, isn't that like Melinda style? What? Oh, like yeah. Melinda Gates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's pretty clear that Hillary is willing to excuse more than Melinda is. Yeah. But, How's she getting not, dude? But I still think that she's. Uh, it's it's not like this is a, a someone that she was 
committing conspiracies with. No, I, I don't think so at all. No. I think that she probably it's fucking completely hated different the guy. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much I've said this on the podcast, but I do know people who have worked very closely with Hillary, like in recent years. Not, I don't know them as adults, but like I spent enough time with them where I can ask myself, did they, you know, are they pedophiles or, you know, no, they're fucking exactly what you would imagine people who work for Hillary Clinton to be like, dude, they like being good and you know what I mean? Like they, it's a Leslie Nope type shit. You know what I mean? Like it, if anything, it's the crime to me, what I would also say, I don't know as much about him helping Bill cheat, but like, uh, I doubt she knew that he was literally like taking passports and shit. I really don't think, why would she know that? Like yeah. in, until there was reason to know. In, uh, strip the names out of it. If you had a husband who was with a guy that was taking passports, would, don't you think that he would do everything in his power to make sure his wife never found out that that sort yeah, I'm of thinking thing if I had a friend on? that did that, I'd be like, yeah, baby, you know, uh, you know, I like him, but he's crazy, man. Like, whatever you hear, I, I've never taken a passport. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know. Oh, that's what, I, yeah, I think you are right, though. Like, uh, but I, I think that's what I was trying to say about Trump. Like, the same vibe in those Trump comments. Because I think it's post the falling out. I almost think, like, it's a little dig. Like, everyone knows Jeffrey's kind of like a sex pest. You know what I mean? And they're like, he's annoying. Uh, but it's like... I'd be interested in the timeline there, dude. I, I think that the most likely read of those comments is, you know, fucking real, recognize real, and I love young women, and he does too. Trump does. Love, I I agree, but Trump is I not mean, saying... With all the stuff about him, like, walking through the Miss Universe changing rooms all the time and shit. For sure, yeah, yeah. But that's different. None of those girls, to my knowledge, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that. But some, I don't recall any of them being like, and then I was recruited to be part of the massage sex trafficking ring. It's just, he's literally an eight-year-old boy. He thinks it's cool to be in the girls' locker room. And he like walks around kind of titillated. And it's very creepy and not okay. No, I don't think that, I, I just don't think he has the organizational skills to set up his own ring. But I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. that if he finds out that there's a friend who has a ring and they're like, you want in on this ring? He'd be like, hell yeah, I'll be right over. I don't, I, here's, here's where I, I think he's a little, he is a little shrewder than that. He's, he's in the world. Think about it. Think about the Kushners. He had Epstein's like running around Mar-a-Lago all the time. No, he did kick Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, after a period where he had him running around there all the time. I know. I think that's when everybody got kind of wise to this, dude. I'm saying he was in the fucking ring. I think, yeah, it was like, in no, because he was coming out of the 80s in the early 90s. That's when he was rolling with Epstein. And that was also before Epstein really was systematically doing his trafficking. It seems like Epstein like really picked up the pace in the mid to late 90s. Uh, yeah, but one of the girls uh, at the thing, like they picked her up at Mar-a-Lago. One, one of the that. girls in the Jelaine trial now. I'm like, not denying that. Okay. But I, they did get kicked out of Mar-a-Lago after that happened. I mean, not like it's not like that specific incident caused them to get kicked out. I want to be clear that you're not saying that. Thank you. 
Well, just the way I'm you not. said. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was a possible interpretation. I wanted the listener to be I'm clear that we both are. I'm glad that you said that because it was immediately occurring to me to be like, now the way TC is saying this, I am going to have to clarify that the thing he's arguing against is not what I'm saying. But you did it for me, so I meant I, I do appreciate it because uh, it wasn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I think Trump knew. I think Trump basically is is truly women are a commodity for him. Yeah. It's like, what is he into? And if someone that he knows that lives near him that's over his place all the time has easy access to that commodity, he'll no, say yes. No, 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 no. Because his appetite for the commodity is performative. He isn't, I have to come three times a day or I can't deal with my you know, affect this regulation. He doesn't jerk off though. I know. And he probably does come like a good amount of times a day, but no, I don't think maybe you disagree with me on this, but I don't consider him to be in, in the league of Jeffrey in terms of appetite. I agree. I think for Trump, he likes being like, I fuck hot chicks. He likes telling guys like Jeffrey, I fuck hot chicks more than he likes actually having sex. You're 100% correct. So if the, there's a guy with a ring of girls and he's at a party and he wants to be like, I'm cool or whatever, you know, I could see it maybe, especially in the earlier days. But you got to remember, man, he's coming from the cutthroat NYC mafia real estate world where literally you don't have to speculate his son-in-law's family uses sexual blackmail mm -hmm. like he probably really isn't trying to fuck a woman that he didn't his people didn't bring in like in that scenario after a few times that's my general walking around hypothesis uh, i think the, trump trump kind of the women that he paid off like don't fit that description they're not coming from a guy like jeffrey epstein yeah the, he's just like meeting them in random and being yeah, like exactly. let's have sex regular rich guy shit that's what I'm saying. Like he, there's still like a party circuit of women that Jeffrey was. It's I the same the like trough making, he's, I, I he's think taking from. To, I I don't think that that's the most likely. I just don't see Trump fucking many underage girls, especially once he knows it's a little bit shady. And I so in that light, the 2002 comment. I think at some point he figured out it was a little bit shady and he stopped doing it. Well, I think that's before 2002, which me, if that's right, that would mean in that quote that you read it's plausible to read it as him being like i don't really like this guy i don't like any fellow rich guys he doesn't like they're all kind of in competition with each other and he likes to throw digs at people and i think it's like a little bit of a dig to be like yeah look we both fuck a lot we know that this guy's a fucking pervert yeah there's you know? also a million times whatever that. he just says exactly what's on his mind despite whatever self-interest he might have yeah but that is one where you know he's got to play it a little cool dude uh, you know no one has really been I think it's always quite possible he's going to say just exactly nah, you gotta remember in 2002 no one was talking about the kind of epstein shit dude if we so you watch think he was throwing out some secret smoke screens i think everyone? he was like, throwing you think that out the average person absent the context that we have now <laughs> no. would read that comment as, i don't think that's the audience for it dude. he's complimenting jeffrey epstein. York, no he's not dude 
I, well, in a way, he is, but I do. in his world, as you what, what you're describing, yeah, of the like audience in his for mind, that quote. Well, the point of sex is to impress other people, and the most impressive stuff is whenever it's beautiful young women. No, not below age, dude. He thinks that's bad, and it already was getting Jeffrey in trouble. Like, I think he knew that, dude. He was already distanced from him, so he wouldn't big him up like that much. It's it definitely doesn't read to me as like a dig. He's not like guys like me and Jeffrey are the same and we're both cool. To me, I mean, maybe I'm just projecting too much in it. But He's a lot of fun to be with. He's even said that he likes beautiful women as much <coughs> as I do. Like, yeah, okay. If you if that's all you had, I would I would be like, okay. And many of them are on the younger side. Like I. So he's going out of his way to be like, by the metric of youth, this guy is more balling than me. Is that consistent with Donald Trump that you know? I know what's what's be, consistent with Donald Trump. Like, I know is that he's just saying whatever comes in his mind. Like, like Jeffrey, look, this guy loves yeah, real estate. He, he has loves a lot expensive of sex, real estate. And now that I think about it, a lot of them are young. Um, you know, would he do that? But would he think about it? It's another commodity. If he was like, Jeffrey likes real estate. He likes, some say he likes it as much as me, expensive real estate even. It's more expensive, you know, some would say it's, it's on the really expensive side. I mean, it, it comes off. He's that's a not child. A he's, this is his I love lamp. Like no, he's just describing. Also, 2002 Trump was way smarter, man. He's sharp. It is true that he has had a precipitous decline. You watch those old fucking 80s Trump, dude. I would vote for him today. I mean, not really. No, dude. No, I, I know what you're talking about, but dude, it's apparent that he's a fucking idiot. Like, he, no, he's, I've seen all dude, the uh, old Oprah clips. He seems through. pretty smart. He's sharp. He's like well, well spoken. He's much he's more advanced than he is now. It's all the all the problems that we see now are like still on display in its own way. Like, they're they're bigger problems now. They're more advanced, but it's not like he's used to not be an idiot. He's I an think idiot he may be smarter now. It reminds me of, uh, if you think about it, like he became president being the idiot, not the 80s guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe he's just better suited to a dumber moment. But I saw someone tweet, like, I didn't watch it, but that Drake and Kanye concert, you know? I like, did watch it. I know. And I remember wonderful. you told me it had a good set list. It did. Uh, which I gleaned from Twitter, you know, included old songs. Kanye did two sets with Drake in the middle. Okay. The first set longer than the second. The whole first okay. set was like nothing, like nothing, like not even like Pablo tracks. Everything was before Pablo. Oh, interesting. Okay, so yeah, I think that meant. So I like looking back on Twitter. You can, you know, you can kind of see what everyone was saying if you mm-hmm. weren't on yeah. Twitter while it was going on. Yeah, and I saw somebody had tweeted like, "I know." old Kanye is mad at young Kanye for like how many words are in these raps, you mm-hmm. know? And I was like, that really, I never thought of it like that, you know, cause I'm still working on my own music and I'm a very wordy guy when I first write them. And it's always like, it's a struggle for me to make them simpler, but it always helps. And I was like, I got to strive to be more like later Kanye. But uh, I wonder that Trump, you know, maybe he's just become better at what he is. And it's like it has less to do with words than we think. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like with Kanye too, you know? It's like you don't need to do all these clever-ass bars and shit. You just say God's my bestie, and it's fucking one of the sickest things you've ever said. Like Trump's just got to be like, I don't even know what he does now. But I mean, Kanye's old songs are pretty good. Yeah, they are, but I don't know, man. They're good. 
And Donda's good, you know, it's a when you pare it down. I mean, I'm hitting skip here and there. Yeah, I made I made a playlist. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think this that is makes what sense. I, if if I were the producer of Donda, this is what it would be. Okay. And I love that. Are you gonna that's, read it? That's right a now? great album. My playlist. Okay, you're gonna are you gonna tell it to us? Um, no. Oh, okay. I thought you were, you got your phone out. Yeah, I, I don't know why I have my phone out. To look at the playlist, probably. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. But I okay. didn't want to, like, read it out. I just skip. You know, I, I, I hit play on Donda, and then if I'm not feeling I'll hit a skip. I haven't made a playlist. Because sometimes I, like, Junior Watanabe, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, Dude, I wouldn't get on with the, it. He keeps doing something so that it fucks up the playlist. I believe that. He did that with Pablo for a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some of those songs I don't actually like all the time, but I do like them when I hear them. Like the Junior Wat, I don't even know what Junior Watanabe on my wrist is. I don't even you know. But it's like that's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be like a brilliant. I think it's like because he started out being like he had Talib Kweli on the record. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was like more like that. But uh, I like where he's ended up. You know, I can't say the same for President Trump. I'm glad he's out of office. I'm glad the insurrection failed. Uh, thank God. So what did you think about the, or can you, do you mind telling me about the, the PDF? What, oh, that paper that I sent you? Yeah, yeah, Man, it, no, yeah, definitely, man. Well, for one thing, I never, I always thought about it kind of like this. You know, we've always been very clear uh, that our time in the troubled teen industry was fucked up. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on anybody. But we would not roll the dice and and be like, let's not be privileged, you know, unless we were being self-sacrificing martyrs or whatever. But the, our point is like, it's still a better setup. Like, it's good to be privileged socioeconomically. Yeah, people with our profile do do much worse down the scale. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd rather have lived my life with all of it than you know. The life of the average minority because it seems like they Definitely. don't get a very fucking fair shake and let alone one who is given to break the rules and defy authority figures i mean because they get fucking wrecked yeah, yeah, yeah but well, we're saying not not like uh us being dropped into i thought it was always like an average role that well does. that is what you and i have always said is that we would Never. Yeah, no, I. But that's a little rather, bit more of an interesting question. If it's like, would you rather be me with the kind of oppositional things that have made it difficult to navigate, or like a fucking smooth operating, you know, minority child that like you know uh, understood how to make adults pleased and reap yeah. the benefits of that? Well, that I've never considered, and I I still think that has a lot of costs that are hard to parse, but. Because that's the thing where it's like when people who are against like affirmative action get all up in arms because when they're seeing a beneficiary of it, they're only seeing the delta between, you know, I guess the what the program is ostensibly correcting, you know, how it would be and then how it's supposed to be after the program. But it's not as if that's available to everybody in that class. That's why the program exists. It's a miracle that anyone got to the position to benefit from it at all. Because, like, I mean, you see it in the law world. It's like you see people on, like, message boards, like, complaining that, you know, someone with a lower GPA got a much better job than they did out mm -hmm. of law school and how unfair that is 
okay, you can certainly understand that in in an acute sense. You know, if you just put one set of numbers against the other, why you would think that. But to me, it's always just been so reductive because the path to get to that point is like so narrow. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just the one final little nudge, but it's like, I don't know if fucking I got to play in the NBA, but the basket goes down six inches every time I shoot. It's still a fucking miracle that I'm in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? That it goes down? Yeah. Like if there was an affirmative action program for short guys uh-huh. and, and every time I shoot the ball, the, the basket goes down slightly. Okay. You know, but enough that it like, you'd you know, still be happy that you got to be in the NBA. Everyone should still be very pl- proud of me and impressed with me. That's not enough okay. of an advantage to make me not awesome. You sure. know what I okay. mean? Yeah. <clears throat> A kid coming from fucking some shithole coming out of Yale law school. You know, I don't care what the shithole is. I guess JD Vance gets, you know, wrapped up in this too. Uh, it's like that's much more impressive than what anything we've overcome by coming out of the troubled teen industry and like being normal you know what I mean like and those are the best kids who are the smoothest operating know how to polish the apples know how to work every authority figure like a model minority rags to riches from a, a Teach for America school to Yale Law School, you know, graduate. Mm-hmm. I would rather have my life. I, I, I think, and that's not me hating Ivy League graduates the way I normally would say that about them. You know what I mean? Like that sounds like that probably sucked every step of the way. Or you got molded into such a people pleaser and an achiever, like an achievement oriented, achievement as safety kind of mindset. It's like I've... the what I know from my own experiences of spending time in those mindsets, it's not appealing to be like, to have that on a more intense level the way they must to succeed like that. Yeah, it's possible. I, I don't know, dude. Some people like just, I know what you're saying. Like, especially like, you know, if you just asked me like TC, would you like to be JD Vance? I would say no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, but like, uh, there's other example, you know, like just, there's, there's times We've talked about like, perverts all night, and that's the first time I've gotten chills down my spine. <laughs> um, God. It's ah. just, you know, like people that just like seem like they have the answers to the test, you know? Like, uh, and I. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just people who like. You're like one. There's definitely people out there who like it's because they were molded into it, right? But like there's there's other people who like, you know, they just kind of like understand what you want a little bit better than you even do. And are able sure, to supply sure. it to you. Yeah, and like yeah, that's yeah. an impressive skill and like having it is good. Even that I'm my suspicion is I, I the people I've met like that, I've I feel like when you get to know them a little better, they come by it. Honestly. You know what I mean? Like it's because that's a hyper level of awareness. Like the reason they're exceptional is because they're paying more attention to you, like for real. And they're like able to make more deeper connections quickly and then you ask yourself why would someone have their brain wire itself that way yeah the people only have the skills that are demanded of them for sure the life is demanded that they have Mm -hmm. yeah yeah 
Like, I mean, it's, they're still impressive people, but I think of like Barack Obama, like, I don't know that he got like beat up or anything, but he does seem to have like spent a childhood desperate for attention and validation from parents that weren't always there and authority figures that substituted to various degrees, academic parents in general. I know what you're saying. Pete Buttigieg, another, maybe a better example. Because he's less smooth, but like, you know, you tell, it's more like, obvious what he's trying you to know, do. I uh, have uh, my problems with the decisions that Barack Obama's made at points, but like, you tell me you wouldn't want to be Barack Obama, it like, seems pretty tight, dude. Right now? I Barack, don't know, just I get in like, general. Dude, it's, I get my own, I get like unreasonably upset when I see Barack Obama lately. I don't know. So I tell myself, no, I wouldn't want to be. I'm sure I would, dude. I mean, he's a famous, powerful guy you know uh well loved by many people so i'm sure i would divorce michelle immediately and marry my current wife uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than that uh, you know I, I, i'm sure but <laughs> all right you're safe <laughs> no i would divorce michelle then what's uh, wrong with michelle no, I don't know. I mean, seems fine. It's not the, the she is not what makes being Barack Obama appealing to me. Yeah, but the, you know, I, you know, whatever. I would rather be married to Melania. I like um, fashion is important to me, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not joking, dude. I like Melania's Christmas better. You're so tough to talk to sometimes. I know, dude. Uh, but Melania is like basically a very slight variation on an Epstein girl. You know, but she done good. I'm proud of her. Yeah, I don't like her. I mean, I believe that. I'm sure she's become pretty callous, you know. But again, I mean, you become? don't have to. Yeah, but it's like she's from the Balkans, man. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah. So, what at what point does this becoming occur? Do you think? Yeah, probably when she was a kid, man. Yeah. You know, uh, her dad looks like Alec Baldwin's like Eastern European like double playing donald trump you know what i mean like have you ever seen her dad uh yeah just but like, i can't like immediately like a recall. large eastern european like communist like dictator looking guy pretty cool so i want to get into this really. paper yeah 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 i remember that there was another there was like we were about to i think that i don't know i was i don't think i've finished making the point about the mk ultra stuff okay so you know, the whole MK Ultra project is like, how do we get people to do stuff? And right. whenever uh, the CIA was presented with this problem in on, you know, September 12th, 2001, uh, of like, once we catch these guys, what do we do? They didn't have other materials. Like, there's there's not another time that they had worked on this question. Like, it was just default back to the previous, you know, work on this topic interesting so like they they'd also uh this is what i thought that you might have been talking about there there like was they had disseminated around south america like you know the uh right-wing regimes they were supporting okay that makes sense they were like you know here's some notes on what we've learned you know if you get some guys and you need to fucking work them and like you know get them to give up whatever like here's some things to try and so the all the torture stuff uh, that occurred in the 2000s, it's all, you know, like it, it has its origins in 
Interesting. Because I was going to ask you because done. they 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 destroyed most of the documents in the seventies, and I don't think they had a ton in the first place. But that, yeah, that yeah, fills yeah. in the gap. Yeah. Yeah. No. As far as the what you're talking about is like records of what they did, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but no, as far you're saying as like you know the their shit. conclusions that they came up with, like they're not going to tell you like all the people we tortured to to figure this out, right, but they right, will right. tell you. Here's, if you're looking to do, do some electroshock, like here's the doses you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if you know the, I don't, I don't know. They like did waterboarding at the. Yeah, I'm not Al clear Memorial. when they came up with waterboarding. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Yes, but I mean, it's not like waterboarding was the only thing they were doing to the detainees or fucks. Still are for all we know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's. I think there was some electroshock in there too, you know, and there's just, I think so, yeah. but just that whole thing of like, if you're trying to fuck with someone, what are the limits you can push them to? The answers they're defaulting to, like the time that they have most intensely studied this question is MK Ultra, And so of course the, ter- the torture stuff has yeah. some shared origins there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I never thought about that, man. I think that makes sense. Let's talk about that paper. Yeah, yeah. Man, the paper's so good, man. It was really interesting. So I never thought about the way they put it, basically. You know it's it's true, man. I mean, it's not profound, but it was to me, like, scared straight. It's kind of right in the concept. Like, this is literally the purpose of the troubled teen industry. People have known since the 70s, like, the people studying it. They're like, this is literally just a, a safety net for people of a certain socioeconomic class to keep them out of jail. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's literally money creating an exception to what otherwise would be a pretty clear pipeline for this type of person who like has these kinds of, who behaves this way. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I know what you're saying and like the, the proving that is easy enough. For sure, dude. But, what they told us they were doing and what they told our parents they were doing in many ways. I don't think that my parents, for a second... Uh, dude, they, I thought of both of us because they make a distinction that I think applies to both okay, of us a little bit. Uh, well, but maybe not. Say what you were going to say, actually. Sorry. I just don't think that the, the thought ever crossed through their mind if we got to send him this or it's going to be jail. Yeah. I don't think that they thought I was going to jail. I, so they make the point in the paper where they're basically like, there's there's kind of like, and I don't mean to say like, I wasn't like a hearted criminal. I was just a little older than you, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to a degree, maybe your parents were monitoring you more closely. Some of your issues stem from that. I think so, yeah. I think if you compared them, let me say this. If you compared them, who's monitoring their kid more closely? It's your parents, mm-hmm. I would say, uh, for better or for worse. Sure. Um, and and so they say it's like the the that some kids truly are on a path to jail, and other kids, their parents just perceive them to be on the wrong path in terms of uh, an ideal life. For a There's no doubt they thought station. I was on the wrong path. Yes, exactly. And I was like, that's TC. Because yeah. TC was not really going to go to jail, jail like that. TC could get caught with some pot, you know, something like that. T- go to drug court, whatever. TC's not running guns to Chicago. He's not trying to sell drugs for real. He's not ever going to do anything violent. I mean, you know what I mean? Not that you couldn't, but, you know, 
Uh, I didn't feel like that was any of those was like the next step. Not it. Not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, maybe not even drop out of school. Although I know you have said that you think you would have or you wanted to. Yeah, if to. I saw a path to that, I would have done it right that second. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's closer to like you're not going to be a, a shining beacon of upper middle class achievement. Yeah. Um, Although and, you know, my entire life is an obvious repudiation of the for sure. Definitely. necessity of formal education and i think your parents are proud of you for that yeah uh they should be my dad texted me he's proud of me on my birthday so that's great man he should be i'm glad he said victory. that victory yeah yeah that's awesome dude uh i mean dude i i don't i feel weird to say the sentence i'm proud of you but <laughs> i I'll, I'll take it <laughs> no yeah dude i you've, you've really uh, managed to put together a pretty impressive life dude it's, i feel happy about it it's a little it's not ridiculous in the sense of like being worthy of ridicule but it's wild <laughs> like it it's pretty insane dude there was some key times where i really uh you know people told me there's gonna be real consequences <laughs> if i blew this off and i blew it off and here we are <laughs> yeah i mean what can you say man you know uh and you know it's one of those things that maybe where it's like if if that weren't the case you'd still be like look what am i gonna do i blew the shit off man and you know story's guy. not done being written i could get you know Ups all, and downs, everything man, you know? could go away tomorrow for sure but and the health and family is the most important thing anyway but you know well, you've i got could go away tomorrow too. too for sure yeah you know it's not promised but anyway i do think like there's a perception that you are not going on a good path and then there were the kids where it's like they did go to jail very quickly after excel like it's yeah. very easy to imagine yeah, and there's plenty of them where it's a direct thing like that they literally were going to the judge who was going to send them to jail and saying no let us put them to this place instead yeah 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 and and i'm wonderful like technically i was at excel on like a deferred adjudication thing but mine was a minor in possession of alcohol not fucking guns yeah. in chicago uh but like i definitely because i had to do all this stuff when i applied for the bar to get like my character uh investigated and all that shit uh so my mom anyway um so but it, it really reminded me of like uh you know so the whole point of this is parents being like we don't want our kids to go to jail we don't want our kids to have a bad experience and in a lot of ways when you see your kid i have to imagine going off this path it's it's like a bottomless pit of anxiety for the parent yeah and then the kid becomes both the object and kind of like the actual object of you know concern and anxiety like a container for anxiety about you you're like punished for being the cause of anxiety uh and as a yeah. result you end up causing more and you feel it and you know blah 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 um and it reminds me of like there's like like the fact that they loved me was the worst thing about their life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah in some ways yeah 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 like well excuse me for being born don't remember asking for it but okay <laughs> yeah uh yeah yeah, yeah all, exactly. all of this love the upshot of it for you can put whatever word on it you want but it just feels like what i see coming back yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. the real circumstances of how it manifests in my life 
I don't really like this. It yeah. doesn't feel like it's making things better. Yeah. I'm with Tina Turner, dude. What's love got to do with this, dude? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I do think my parents love me, but certainly at Excel, I didn't feel a lot of love coming. At times I did. I think some of the staff members did. But uh, so the, the paper also, it really reminds me of like, a, you know, in Vietnam, they would like bomb the village if they couldn't figure out where the Viet Cong were. And there was like a, a famous like general or some shit, you know, somebody that was like explaining like, and he literally said like, we had to destroy the village in order to save it. You know, you understand. Like, I feel like that because Excel is such, it's the really the most egregious example I've ever seen of like this whole place is like supposed to be like, all right, we're, these kids would go to jail and we're going to stop them. <clears throat> in order to do that, we will send them to jail yeah. where at least one of them will actually be sexually assaulted. Yeah, you know just, what I mean? It's yeah. like we had to sexually assault the there kids There were kids in jail. that would come in from jail and be like, you know, they had some perks there that we didn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's also true, yeah. So, yeah, to, to send like, them to jail, we must, or to save them from jail, we should send them to a place worse than jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exchange. yeah. Exchange. And it's like, and it really just becomes this like wild. But what if we could pay a ton for it too? Yeah, exactly, man. What if we could like, <laughs> you, they, it's almost like your parents are being exploited, man. I mean, it's hard to yeah, say that. Yeah, there's no doubt and, they were you're being exploited worse like it's my childhood not theirs lots of exploitation but was occurring they were catching some of it definitely dude yeah and i like the older i get i've it's not like i'm like they're the true real only only victims but i'm like it's kind of fucked up that there's this whole there was this whole industry like getting these people into a frenzy and then taking their money and their children from them and then abusing their children you yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I think, again, to Paris Hilton a lot, like. If you're just trying to think about how can I run a charlatan scam. Yeah. Like, it's such a clever little. So what's important to people? Their children. They love their children. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. if we told them they were going to die unless they gave us money? They'll like, that money. is a. A plus pitch. Give me money or your child will die. Yeah. If you can find any formulation of saying that and get anyone to also believe you, you're going to be rich soon. Like I'm going to use them for my own like weird schemes too. I need full control. It's not just money I need from you. Yeah. I need day-to-day -day control over their thoughts. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, that's that's all a nice cherry I'll on top. But that. I feel like yeah, if you just yeah. get that first one down, I, I like your business plan. Oh, for sure. And dude, the more I think about it, like, in, you know, we, I mentioned calibration earlier with, uh, like I think Epstein calibrated with based on like, yeah, Steven Pinker, probably he's cool with getting jerked off, you know, like Dershowitz, maybe he just wants to see a nipple. Like who knows what it is. Bill Clinton, even, I don't know what he gets up to. So you not believe like, Jeffrey? I don't know exactly on what aspect you're talking about. But, she says that, uh, Dershowitz had sex with her. Oh, Sure, by default, yeah. I mean, with, yeah, I believe her. Okay. Sure. Uh, I haven't looked into Virginia that much. I really want to read her memoir. Uh, yeah. Like, I have I told you about it or have we talked about it? I mean, I just learned about it from reading about the case. I want it so bad. It has to be available because the guy who wrote the book I read cites it all the time in the book. My understanding was that, yeah, it's, I bet it's on she Pacer. wrote a me memoir, but like, it's just. Uh, evidence in her civil suit yeah like that it was never published but like it was 
right. party. That, so like as part of that, I think and it's here's what's interesting to me, you know, because we've talked about you know on and off, mostly behind the scenes of the podcast, but like playing creatively with issues of identity, mm-hmm. what that means in in legal terms, like if you're defaming somebody or like what it means as evidence. So like in the in the Epstein book that I read, it's like if you search Amazon Epstein, it's like one of the, it's one of the leading. I think it's called the Spider. You can tell the guy or the publisher is worried about defaming Ghislaine or Jeffrey. Like it might have been written before he killed himself. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't think so though. But like because I listened to it, uh, so like the, it, it was like a listening to the odyssey or something like you know the verbal tick just repeated over and over again like gray-eyed athena you know like every time you talk about her you have to Mm -hmm. say like this whole all her titles and shit Mm -hmm. every time he talks about the memoir he's like in the memoir that is fictionalized but was created for therapeutic purposes and enter it into evidence only as to credibility you know what i mean like it's like it's this very long legal phrase uh-huh. and it's ver- almost verbatim every single time he brings it up. Uh, Maybe just don't write the book. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's like, it does, it should get evidentiary weight, but even she says it's not nonfiction. But she's like, if you look at it, you you can tell that what I'm saying now is more likely to be true. Like if I were saying right now, Jamie Reisner raped me while I was at Excel, and I had a memoir about my time with this one troubled teen lady school, but I don't call her Jamie, but it's about her raping me. That should get into evidence. Yeah. You know, but you can't be like, it's a diary, you know? So it is like a very gray nuanced, you know, thing to think about in terms of just evidence law. But (coughs) I want to read that fucking thing. I bet it's nuts. I bet it is. <laughs> like, I really, I just need to get like a an account for the federal. I, I bet it, you know, I don't know. I'm hoping it's it's still available. Maybe if you like uh, meet a lawyer in the future, you could ask them. I know one or two. Yeah, yeah. I'm married to one, but you know, she could probably do it actually if I gave her the, the case number. I read the Ghislaine indictment this morning. Yeah. Uh, you know, to confirm with my own eyes that it was a man act case. And it definitely is. I mean, they yeah, get yeah. her on other stuff too, but definitely. I think the, the, the meat of it is the Man Act stuff, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. R. Kelly the, too, man. The big. You know? I yeah. mean, when will these miscarriages of justice stop? The Atlantic's on it. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I've never raised a single problem with the Man Act. I Well, you want to know something also funny about it that I learned in my research? Huh. The New York Times was the leading, they hated the Mann Act, like right when it got passed. Like in, it got passed in like 1910, 19, yeah. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like in 1915, the, the, the issue with the Mann Act, this was the real abuse of it. Uh, wives were constantly reporting their husbands for violations of the Mann Act, dude. How funny is that? Like uh, like some of the earliest high-profile convictions where wives went with their husbands from California to Reno and then called, they were like, he's with whores right now. And he came here to do it, arrest him. Uh, and like, they got convicted. And uh, so then wives, there was a scourge. Someone should do something. <laughs> the New York Times did, dude. There was, Cause there was a scourge of wives across the nation 
that were basically telling their husbands, like, you better be nice to me or I will report you for well, Maronites. We're not going to do that. I know, I'll tell you right so now. the New York Times op-ed page is like, absolutely not. Go check the fucking gender of the people who write the laws. How do you think this is turning out? So funny, dude. So they're literally like, this law, we get it, sure, but the blackmail is worse than the prostitution. Someone's got to put a stop to this. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool you know so anyway uh i, I, I had a, well spent. a point that i had not finished making about the the clinton thing that i just remembered oh, yeah, yeah, and then okay. i would love to go back to the paper if you don't mind is that sure yeah cool yeah definitely um well just uh this is what i was like thinking about or what i was about to say whenever you were like hey let's put a pin in this and do it on the podcast so like the just you were talking about the the people that you knew like in her orbit and I guess I'm interested because I, I was kind of like filling in the blanks in my head of what they would be like, but I don't know them. And so you can check me against that. But like, um, I just think that lusting after 16 uh, year olds is is worse. Um, but it's like it's a kind of lust and like lusting after power is its own thing that corrupts in its own way. And Hillary Clinton, to my mind, is like the embodiment of like, you know, I should be the one to make the decisions, you know? Yeah. Or I should get the number one award for being the best student, you know, lifetime edition. Yeah. And that, that stuff, I mean, I, it feels it's, it, that's a very corrupting force. No, I agree, dude. I think it's like, uh. It's like there's just a lot of room for her to not be a pedophile and still have like uh you know have all the goodness at her core eaten out. Sure, of course, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to defend her like that. I'm just saying when I think back, when I'm like, all right, basically, I know a guy that you know works very closely with Hillary, and we were very close friends as kids, mm-hmm. to the point of like you know taking vacations with each other's families and shit. Mm-hmm. So I actually, on one of the vacations, I don't think I've ever told you this, like uh, one night I got, I think stung by a bee and had like a really bad allergic reaction to it. Okay. And uh, I remember like it was, you know, this dude's mom and then their friends were there that their mom was an actress but she was like old and not famous you know aging actress type rich aging actress Mm -hmm. who's never acted for money you you know the type uh not really but i understand what you're saying you know what i'm saying i want to be clear that none of my friends parents grew up growing up like knew any of those people but yeah no well dude it was like i was like 12 years old being like meeting these people and like i remember this lady was like well i'm a lobbyist do you know what that is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, no, what, what is that? You know, she's like, well, there's so many laws, you know, sometimes people don't understand you them. You just laws, have so. to help people. Exactly. She was like, you know, I go and talk to Congress people and people who make laws about what my clients think the laws should be. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I mean, someone's got to explain it. Still does, honestly. <laughs> it still uh, does. On it. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so like. I remember like... uh, If she keeps talking to you, you're going to lose money. Do you understand that? (laughs) I mean, she was a nice... She was cool, man. I don't don't really remember much about the lobbyists. But like, uh, I remember like the two moms were talking about me. 
Like, cause I was fucked up off this beast thing. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I, I have my poison ivy issues and shit. You know, I'm just a little sickly boy. Infirm. Uh, yeah, very infirm, dude. <laughs> uh, and we, you know, we were running around, we were in Maine. Yeah. Uh, and so we were like uh, running around in the woods and shit. So maybe mm-hmm. I had like poison oak or something. I don't fucking remember. But my point is I looked back on this when I was, uh, you know, after I got fired, right when Epstein killed himself, Cause I was like, are they, could they have been molesters dude? Like, cause you know, I'm reading all this Pizzagate shit. That's like this whole orbit of people is intergenerational child molesters. I've spent all this time with them. Then when I looked them up, they really are deep in the Hillary circle. Like they've known them, you know, they've been in that world for decades in connection with children advocacy work. So it's like, it, that's all how it would line up if all these theories were right, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I thought back to that one night. I was like, well, I definitely did not get molested ever, like consciously, you know? But that night when I was fucked up, they were like, I remember the moms, the mo- one mom was like, give him a Benadryl. And then the dude's mom was like, he's going to pass out. And she was just like, so? And I remember being like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, I thought like my mom would never like give me medicine if it was going to make me pass out or remember, but I still took it and I did pass out. And so then I was like 37 years old, you know, being like, did they get me, dude? You know, like as I was reading all this, I was in a weird state of mind, dude. I was spun up. Very yeah. Yeah. Jason yeah. Horses yeah no, I mean, I, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but that's what I'm saying. I was like, dude, no. And I, I really sat with it. And I was like, definitely not dude i'm very willing to believe that people in my past were up to no good and i didn't realize it at the time but i'm like i sat with my heart and i was like no i don't i really don't think so i really do not believe it for one second like yeah, it's the, just not the what non-nefarious interpret that conversation is just really easy it's, it's very simple dude it it's was just, fine. Who gives a fuck if he passes out? He needs to. He's It'd fucked up. It'd be great if he did. He's fucking wailing. He's and loopy, dude, dude. How nice would it be if no, he I was No, I wasn't wailing, instead? dude. I was loopy. Dude, her kids were fucking wet. She had twins. The actress had these little five-year-old fucking twins. They were out of control, dude. They ripped pages out of some books I had. Well, she needs to focus on them I and agree, you being dude. asleep. Just, you know. That's why I was like, I don't mind passing out, dude. I hate these fucking kids. And they stuck us As with an them. adult, the, con- the idea of a child going to sleep is constantly appealing yeah no i well dude his dad was cool as shit like that's how i got into movies really like every night he would rent a movie and he didn't care about rape i was 12 years old and it was like pulp fiction had just came out casino had just come out hell yeah uh like he rented all those uh he like this is how i saw all those movies that summer yeah i didn't see any of those dogs an adult yeah that summer we watched cool movies every night and we watched mtv all day Hell yeah. And then, you know, what we just summer. got into hijinks. It was awesome, dude. So what if the Benadryl... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 but seriously, great people, dude. But, you know, I do agree. It's like if you chase power and, like, achievement and stuff, uh, you end up looking the other way without realizing it. A, a way easier example is Harvey Weinstein because there you totally see Hillary in real time kind of like how the blind eye actually plays out in practice yeah and it's like that's that's how it works and then it's like all right well what are you doing when you're like i don't know making a fucking deal with Gaddafi or whatever that's shit i think you and i also maybe are babies about some of it because we don't have to make hard decisions and i know that's what they always say 
And I, I'm just saying, like, she's I share just your too disgust. excited to say it. No, and there, dude, the coziness to power is nauseating to me. It's not just that, any, like, she fucking, like, uh, you know, it's just like she wrote a book called Hard Choices. I know. That's she why. Loves that's why I the idea myself that she has to do phrase. these things. Yeah, like, I know. She, it, I agree. I agree. They like it, dude. They like it. It's not a thing you should like. I agree. I, I really don't like it. Like. Dude, when I was in college, I think I've mentioned this guy. Uh, I had a professor of history, David Lesh. He's a professor of Middle Eastern history, like mo the modern Middle East. And he's like really well respected. He uh, he actually played baseball for the Dodgers for a minute. Oh, nice. And then like uh, went to Yale and got a PhD in history. Uh, and he was the world's number one expert on Bashar al-Assad. And like he wrote a lot about Syria to the point that Assad liked him and was like, you kind of get me more than other people. I'm flying you out. I want to talk to you. Huh. You know? Yeah. Okay. So then like the, the, the UN, the fucking CIA, you know, or the state department, they're all like, yeah, you're going, it's the interview like that movie. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah you're his boy now. Yeah. You're so you're our boy too. You know, like you don't get a say in this, dude. A that doesn't feel like a hard to choice to me. I think that's a situation where I would be comfortable cooperating with. Well, dude, I'm trying to do. I'm I'm building this guy. I'm making the best case possible for this guy. Yeah, like I'm trying to like. Yeah, exactly, dude. What are you supposed to do? You're becoming famous at the thing you want to be good at, and like people are telling you, world security depends. You may save lives. A so he's just talking about all this in class. It's public knowledge. He like goes but and was speaks he at the about it in class? yeah yeah yeah. So and it was a really small seminar. It was like for senior year, I majored in history, and you had to take like a. I thought you majored in religion. I double majored. Oh uh, yeah, Big I just man. don't like people that brag just about taking double. a bunch of classes. No, bro, I don't like that people brag about double majors. Man, get two degrees and brag, man. A double major just means you took maybe like two extra classes. I don't think I took more than two. So basically. I wasn't going to major in religion didn't get at to all. Fuck around with any of the electives. No, I took tons of elective dudes you know, or t electives, dude. Uh, dude, I took a light load my senior year. Like I could have graduated early, but my my dad actually, to his credit, he was like, "Relax, bro. You got nice. the rest of your life." Uh, so I only took like a two or three classes my spring senior year. Awesome, ruled. Uh, but dude so in this seminar so what i'm saying is this dude has every reason to want to be in good graces with assad and it's not even just the coziness to power because he has our government being like you have to hold your nose and go pony you know buddy buddy with this guy but you definitely get the sense that he thinks it's cool that and it is that he hangs out with this like very powerful dude, you know, and that he's much more important because of that relationship. You like you, he can't not know that, you know what I mean? And uh, so we we were one day in class. <clears throat> there's only like there's under ten people in this class, and we're all like around a seminar table, you know, talking about whatever the fuck. And someone was absent that day, and. Or maybe it was because there was a disability student, like a student who needed help with taking notes. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, there was an open device recording the class. Like, no, it wasn't a, a sneaky recording or anything. 
Mm-hmm. And he started talking about something that was just like, he wasn't like this guy's a piece of shit, like fucking murders his own people, you know, uses chemical weapons, whatever. It was like, I wouldn't have done this strategy. When it, almost like, dude, he's a nice guy. I'm not saying he's like a genocide apologist or whatever. But like, you know, those guys that are like, honestly, Stanley Kubrick is legend is reported to have said this on one, at least one occasion that are like, if you just take apart take don't focus you know put aside wanting to kill all jewish people mm-hmm. hitler was basically very smart about everything he did and right about everything in terms of technique you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's a very distasteful kind of thing to say in the Which perspective is like obviously wrong but yeah 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 but you, you see what it was one of those it's not like he was like fuck assad yeah he was just like i don't think assad was really thinking this one through yeah and he was like wait hold up and he's like, stop that. And we had to stop the recording because that's how concerned he was about saying anything that could be construed as being close to unfavorable about Assad. And it immediately I was like, that's how we had to be with Jamie. You know what I mean? If there was like a strength around that might snitch. You know what I mean? Like it's very like the ultra narcissist, we must account for every interpretation and you know cleanse ourselves of them but i was also just immediately disgusted and just yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. i don't respect you i yeah. know every single reason i just listed them all why you would do that yeah but i couldn't take it like seeing it happen yeah i was like how can you fucking live with yourself as a lawyer dude it's i not hold the my president nose of your country client. yeah yeah for sure well but the, you know our country is telling him to go do you know to act the way he is but I could tell he was like, I want to protect my cool relationship. At least that's how it felt to me more than anything. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that just, I like don't it's like unlikely it, to affect his cool relationship. The notes that is being taken. Yeah. Yeah. Class. Yeah. But that's how much he was thinking. Like, yeah. No. And I, know. I, I'm with you on the, yeah, that you're at Excel. You're like, well, only a crazy person would think this, but that is yeah. what we're dealing with. And so then we think, have to, think about this. He writes op-eds in the New York times, dude. And then they're presented as if here's an expert giving you his version of the truth. Mm-hmm. Do you think the guy who turns off the recording in the seminar where he's supposed to be teaching people how things works? I mean, I'm not publicly, on the impression that anyone's speaking freely. You know what I mean? You know? But it's like I was a young man just figuring out like yeah, this guy yeah. is not really saying everything he thinks when he's purporting to. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I think there's a lot of reasons why Joe Rogan has a hundred million dollars and I don't, but you know, as far as like, if I, if I were to say something positive about my output, I, what I'm trying to do <laughs> what a preface, dude. is, uh, like, <laughs> like, I think that there's real value that I used to think that lots of people would find appealing. In fact, it's only a couple, but I'll, I'll take those couple, you know, they're, they, they're our hardcore warriors and we appreciate Absolutely. all of them. Yeah. Um, and, hey, if you hear your hear that and think to yourself, he's talking about me. I am. We are. Yeah. And you know what? If you have a friend that you think might want to be a warrior too, <laughs> yeah. tell them. Recruit tell them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, like just that. I I think that there's such value in trying to do everything you can to bypass that kind of thing. You know, of yes. like the layers he's putting between what he actually thinks and who he actually is and what he's willing to present and 
you know, you never like you'd be foolish to think that you're getting rid of all of those layers. Like, what are, what even are you after? There's no more layers. Of course, yeah, but, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Trying to uh, be as aware of them as you can, and you know, move them as much as possible. Fully agree. I think I've gotten in my own way sometimes of being like, surely these people are aware that the only reason, that, you know what I mean? Like, I almost start like taking myself out. Because it feels like they should know better, so I must tell them that they shouldn't be so enthusiastic about agreeing with me. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Or like doing the thing I want them to do. Yeah. It's like they really, they got to smarten up, you know? But I don't know. I feel like I actually think about you in a lot of regards in that way. I think uh, you're more extreme in, in this way of having, you know, felt pain at the hands of people who weren't thoughtful about the power that they had over you, it's very important to you that you don't hurt people. Like, very important. Yeah. Uh, which I think is admirable. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think some of our disagreements have come down to that. What you do you know? mean? I, uh, I think sometimes I've been too cavalier about accusing you of doing something that might hurt people. And you've gotten really upset, and then I've rethought it and been like, yeah, he was right. Not really upset, but, you know, been like, what the fuck, man? Uh, that's not accurate. And I think other times, especially in the earlier days, you know, I, when I was more argumentative, just being like, look, the world's a kind of a tough place. You know, you're, you're going to have to level out some sort of toughness back, you know, to move through it. But, you know. Have, I you, really. have I told you about the uh, Harris Whittles and Scott Ackerman argument on their podcast? No, you I don't know think so. Who those people are? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Well, for the audience, uh, Harris Whittles is a writer on, or was a writer on uh, Parks and Rec. He died of a heroin overdose. Dude, I don't think I've told you this, dude. Uh, I've thought about you, you know, because you you ride for Harris Whittles so hard. Sure, sure. Uh, I guess he like came on, I only noticed him on Eastbound and Down credits, like mm -hmm. in the later seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, and the first, <coughs> the first episode I noticed his name was the one where uh, fucking Sudeikis ODs. I was like, well, that's pretty dark. That you know dark. what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. oh, Harris Whittles, I guess this is when he came on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know because it's like the episode ends on the od yeah so it's like od directed by whoever you know consulting producer harris whittles and i'm like oh cool oh fuck. <laughs> damn dude i yeah. did not know that uh, um if you go back i don't know how big of a parks and rec fan you are but yeah dude i think it gets kind of unfairly maligned man i thought it was pretty funny when i watched it i am a, a sufficiently large harris fan that at one point i was just going through and watching all the ones where he got the written by credit okay and if you do do that experience i recommend it i think it really like you can see like all the duke silver episodes are harris written oh, by. Really? yeah that's funny and like just some of the repeating things were like as someone who's just watching it you know just kind of going through yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. You, you don't you don't i i wasn't the kind of guy that would be like oh this must have been like this writer right right coming right. up with whatever but like it's obvious enough if you watch them all back to back that several of the recurring things were his that's things. cool man i love doing shit like that and they, yeah. and they are some of the best things in my opinion i think he's a very talented guy but he had a podcast with uh 
Scott Ackerman. I don't even remember what Scott Ackerman's. He was a Mr. Show guy, right? Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his. But I, that's kind of a niche product. I thought he had had some kind of credit that was uh, more oh, really? notable. And I, I think that he was Mr. Show okay. with uh, Bob Odenkirk. But okay, I, could I, be wrong I believe about that. that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so they did a, a podcast called uh, Analyze Fish. Where Harris was uh, explaining to Scott uh, what the virtue of the uh, the popular band Fish. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. That's funny. Um, I was rolling my eyes because Ackerman loves all that cutesy little rhymey shit. Sure, that sure, sure. I don't like. But. Yeah, yeah. I would not describe myself as a huge Ackerman fan. No yeah, yeah. No, Scott's I, listening. Yeah. If he's listening, come on the pod. Obviously. Yeah, we can talk it out. Maybe I'll like we you better you. in person. Or if he's listening, bum on the cod. Um, and so uh they do like several episodes that fish and they're they're like intermittent you know of like they'll they did like three in a row or something like that but then it's just like whenever it comes up you know like like okay okay fish will come to la and they'll both go okay okay sure 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 okay okay and um because harris loves fish harris loves fish yeah uh, it always reminded me of Parker. When I'd hear about Harris Whittles liking fish, I'd be like, like my friend Parker, who's dead from a drug overdose. Yeah. And then what happened, dude? Yeah, no, and I mean, obviously some of my, like Harris, you know, he's a guy who like used drugs his entire life, like was in the end, is from Houston. True. Like the first time he saw fish was like at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. Damn, and I, I guarantee you, I don't know who, but I guarantee you someone we went to rehab with was Parker at that show. probably was. Like, probably. I mean, depending someone. on the, how the ages line up. Um, but just like. Dude, I think of death when I think of fish every time, dude. I still like fish, but no, I don't like it like that. Yeah, yeah. Like mostly, but now also because of like Harris Whittles, like it's all like, yeah. I don't even fuck with the guy like that. I'm not against him, but you know, I still haven't listened to that podcast. It's a very good podcast. Yeah, the one that Alex was referring to is uh, Pete Holmes's podcast. Uh, you There's made it the weird. There's uh, he did two episodes with Harris, and the second one, uh, it's about a month before Harris OD'd, and he's describing in detail uh, like how he first came to do heroin Damn. and what it's like to like you know just the mechanics of trying to buy heroin in L.A. and uh, it's insane. But so. Um, in this uh, Analyze Fish podcast, the last one they did, and, you know, I don't remember the timeline exactly. You would think that they stopped doing them because Harris died. But in one of the last episodes, like, I think that there's like a half hour left to go in the episode or something, when at one point, uh, Scott accuses Harris of not being chill. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just says the word. That's funny. And it's, he's, it's, Harris is, because you know th- I'm sure it's more places than just Houston, but I think that that within like the kids that we went to school with that were from there, like it's everything, right? Like being chill. Yes. So, okay. There, I guess, I I think I know what you're saying. I don't fully associate the word with Houston like that, but I'm more view it as like a hippie hates being not like if you tell a hippie type fish guy, if you're like, you're not being chill, they get mad it's funny yeah there's some of that in but, there like it's I, I, it's not all one thing but i there's yeah, yeah there's kids that we went to school with that certainly use the word parker's one of them yeah parker in, would get mad if you said he was in chill 
but it, I, I think used it constantly as like the only positive adjective. That's true. That is true. You're right. Of like anything they would describe, like they, that car's paint job. That's fucking. So you chill. think he was doing it like the way he would if 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 it was like I don't even know what's another regional slang for like being cool. Like if you were like somewhat, but dude, like you're not brapping right now. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like you guys said brapping. I mean, I think the kids say brapping, dude. You know, like. Uh, what's I guess I'm out of dude? touch. Or, you know, like you put bees before words, depending on, you know, what you're doing as a youth. I'm just not tapped into that uh, enough. You know, yeah. Izzy hasn't started that yet. I think it comes, like Little Wayne does it as a blood. I think that's one, like, you know, you put the bees and then like, uh, I think if you're more of a crip, you, you can put, you know, like a hard C before things. Okay. You know, like I, I'm pretty sure that's what Vince Staples is doing when he tweets, you know, when he, you see him changing letters, you know. I don't know. I'm not an expert in that culture. I, I wouldn't purport to be. But I, anyway, I'm just saying, like, so you think it's like one of those, like, uh, I don't know a fucking regional slant. Like, uh, if you're like telling a guy from New York, like, you're not being dead ass right now. <laughs> Yeah. Bro, yeah. Not being dead ass. Like I am being dead ass. Dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they do some great stuff with dead ass in uh Real Bros of Simi Valley. Highly recommend. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a lot of potential. <laughs> yeah. Uh but so uh he and Harris like he he takes it like as badly as I've seen anyone take anything. Really? And you think he was in like opiate withdrawal dysphoria while it's happening? Possibly. I mean, like he cops to some amount of that in the podcast. I think. I mean, the opiate people get cranky, you know, like. Yeah, possibly, but like it's the kind of thing where, to my ear, he says like the words leave Scott's mouth, and Harris is just too dead to off. me. I like that. That's like, funny. like I'll do the rest of this podcast. I'll even kind of pretend like I'm over it at certain points, but yeah. it's just so you'll stop fucking talking to me about so, it. I'm never over it. He we went aren't out talking of bounds. again. Yeah, yeah. It's like you, you not only crossed the line, you knew it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and like not that line, dude. You yeah. can cross some lines, not right, right. fucking that line. And you knew that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he yeah. did know it. Uh, he did not sound to me like a guy who understood what chill meant to Harris Whittles. Okay, but I've okay. met some kids who <laughs> chill meant that to them. Yeah, and yeah, so I, yeah. I was like, man, I don't think you know how you fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's funny, man. It's an amazing thing to listen to. Hey, so I don't, I don't recall what you said to make me trigger this anecdote. I don't either. But uh, he should have gone to Excel though. Maybe, maybe he'd still be alive. You know, what I do you think, young Houston Harris? I mean. None of the kids who went to Excel went on to overdose on drugs. So I guess your case is compelling. True, true. And and Jamie would be like, "You're not funny. You think you're funny. You're not funny. Tell him." Selfishly, Tell him, I'd love it if he had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. There was. I mean, the thing I'm saying is that there were plenty of kids there that were pretty like him. Like I'm thinking of a fucking Dude, list in my head I, right now. Uh, for sure, I just have gone through life. I'm not trying to be like arrogant or whatever. I don't think I was like the funniest kid at Excel. Uh, but I think every kid at Excel, the baseline was just every kid was much funnier than the average kid. Yes. Like very rare kids were not funny. And those kids were the funniest. Kids <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's exactly what I was thinking. The second you said it. <laughs> yeah. 
like yeah because sure. whatever just whatever the rest of these fucking comedians in the room have a straight man to work off of like, yeah dude now we're cooking let alone a kid who would get riled up dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. spin them up <laughs> uh i think i've i might have told this on the podcast before but uh there was one kid that like just got stupid mad made a lot of problems for a lot of people in like annoying situations like you know those kids growing oh, up yeah. were like this becomes a problem for everyone because you couldn't handle a comment that like the rest of us handle every day mm-hmm. uh it's like yeah whatever so this was og dorm so i i'm certain no one got in trouble for this okay uh because that was the kind of place where they would let things go a little bit like yeah, they weren't yeah, trying yeah. to make problems for everyone there yeah um you know, they would just kind of like let you guys settle stuff to some extent. And uh, so they were, I, I like, I remember the room that was in. I remember like, so this is one of the ones that's really seared in my memory where uh, the kids coordinated beforehand. Hey, whenever this guy comes back in, like, here's the script. Like, oh, fuck yeah, I like where this is going. And because uh, so the thing was that they they were accusing him of being too agreeable, like that he was the kind of guy that if you said like, yeah, you know, I um, that first I of all, to- I just want to interject. That's good. That's a group of uh, male peers like noticing that this guy, this makes him weak and this makes the whole group weaker. And like, let's draw it to his attention and he'll be better for it. That's like the best kind of hazing. I love it, dude. Anyway, go on. I'm I'm not inclined to disagree with you. (laughs) I'm fully in favor of wherever this is going. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that if you're like, yeah, you know, I used to get into street racing, he'd be like, oh, I fucking killed street racing. You know, like, and he never street raced in his life, and we all know it. Oh, God, I hate that. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to stop. But so, uh, (laughs) so he comes back in the room and, uh, Big fan of the podcast. Uh, yeah, whatever. I know we're careful about people's names. So this I guess dude I'll that be, you're talking about? He's the, No, he's the one that started the bit. This was his oh, bit. Okay. Nice, he had nice, the whole nice. fucking thing. Uh, was like He was like, hey, you guys, you Houston guys, you guys know about going to the Astrodome? I'm like, yeah, we like Astrodome. You know, <laughs> whenever you go in the bathroom there, it's just one big trough. How many times? Uh, maybe this is just me. But how many times did you hear about the fucking trough at the Astrodome? I feel like kids were constantly talking about yeah, how trough-style bathroom at the Astrodome. Because I never really saw a trough-style bathroom like before Excel. No. So they were describing it. I never really got it because I remember like the first time I was at a bar or something like I was like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> this the is exactly one. like they described. I've never it. been in the Astrodome. I have yeah, no idea either. what the yeah, bathrooms yeah, are yeah, like, yeah. except that they were described to me a Remember, million times. Yeah, kids would like go through. They would like. It was almost like religious, like rituals of just like let's talk about where we are from. Especially like the Houston kids would do it the because most. yeah, the Houston kids. It's I, they, I don't get it. Like I it, nope. Like I like being from Dallas. Dallas is important to me. It's yeah. never been as central a part of my identity as Houston was for them. I think it was like an indirect way to be like to talk about missing home. And That's probably, probably right. like missing a childhood because it's like it, things got bad like a couple of years later. So there's a lot of like, you know, the fucking, I don't know, but you know, the pretzel at the Astrodome wasn't that good or like whatever the fuck it was, you know, and then be like, oh, in the bathroom I had a trough. And amongst know? the people for whom Houston was an outsized <laughs> identity, uh, the Astrodome was an outsized part of the identity of Houston. Yeah. 
And this was like right when, I don't know, was the Astrodome popping right up until Minute Maid or whatever? Yeah. Well, huh? Okay, yeah. So this is right it, as it's transitioning away from being yeah, a, yeah. in use facility. Because I remember I went to, it was still Enron, or I think they had just changed it to Minute Maid maybe. Okay. But on a visit, I went to an Astros game. Yeah, I went to one too. It was tight. Pretty it was cool. Tight. It was pretty cool. Yeah. That was where I first saw in the restaurant. We like ate at a restaurant in the stadium. You know mm -hmm. how they have those mm -hmm. cool restaurants? Yeah. Uh, which is so funny now being in the AAC. I'm like, this is definitely exactly what's going on like in Minute Maid. But on a visit from Excel, I was like, I'm in the future, man. This yeah. is fucking so cool. Yeah, you know, uh, just open. It it's a cool ballpark. The, whenever you went, it was the newest ballpark in the league. Yeah, and like the way the roof opens and shit, oh, and like where yeah. it is downtown is really cool. Yeah, the location. Uh, yeah, I remember like as we were walking in, there was like a a baseball player like in uniform like walking into the stadium somehow. Really? Like I was like, this isn't right, but that guy is very. He was like six five, wearing an full head to toe Astros gear. I don't think he was wearing cleats. Was I don't just remember. a fit guy who loved the team? That's what I was saying. I mean, stirrups and everything, dude. You know what I mean? I was like, he's got, but don't they have an entrance? And why is it only one guy? And he had a bag. So I was like, he must have missed the bus or something. Like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. really know. But uh, that's where I saw Jason Williams highlights, dude, on that visit. Oh, nice. At, in the stadium, like on the TV, mm -hmm. in the restaurant. That was the highlight of the stadium for me because that you got to see. I was like, who is this guy, dude? He, these no-look passes are fucking incredible. It was like a sports center montage of just like Jason William highlights. They did let That's, you watch those uh, Nets finals games. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that, that year, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they, they were... I don't know what they would have done if the Nets won, you know, because, you know, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on the pod, like that one kid's dad, I shadowed his visits a lot. He loved the Spurs. They were from San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, I'll fly you out, you know, uh, if you if they win, you know, as like a friendly bet while I was shadowing a visit. But this was the family that like paid, you know, open their ranch to the San Antonio trips and stuff. Yeah, like so I was, as part of a school-sanctioned event. Yeah, yeah, stayed a week at their house. And they were, so, like, very close with the, the school. Like, I, I think they donated they a lot of money. Flown you out. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, I wonder what would have happened because he didn't seem like he was lying to me. Like, I don't think he was lying, but I don't think it would have happened. I wonder, yeah, exactly. Like, who would have given? They probably would have been, like, chill, bro, or whatever. But then I was thinking, no way this guy would have done this. But, you know, Epstein met these girls at summer camp. Yeah. And uh, when I worked at a summer camp... We don't have enough time for me to get into this guy, but there was a guy who had been there since he was like 13 mm -hmm. and still came back, but just for a few weeks and like only hung, like he was like, but everyone loved him. And he was like the super high status guy. Like, you know, he comes back and like all the senior staff are like, oh, this cool guy's going to come. You're not going to believe it. He's not a cool guy. He's a loser that comes back to a summer camp every year. But I don't know if I've ever talked about like the level of sexual impropriety that takes place in the, the the culture of northeastern summer camps. And I say this as a guy that went back to work at them, uh, so I obviously think they have good to offer. But I've always wondered: was this guy up to no good? Because he would only hang out, and he was clearly fucking like the girl counselor, like whatever one he linked up with. Mm -hmm. But it's like he would hang out with her girls, you know, like 
for during his week there. I mean, the most likely explanation is just that he was trying to hang around with the lady that he was interested in, who was his age. She wasn't his age though. He was older oh. than that. Okay. Like you know, she was early twenties. He was probably early thirties. Oh, uh, and he had been doing this for like over ten years. I still think his primary interest was her. No, I know, but I always, I'm, what I'm talking, dude. There, you don't understand. But I'm not inclined to rule out the the sexual environment of these summer camps, dude. The boundaries get very blurry. Dude. I have been to summer camps, but they were not in the Northeast, so well, the, I have to concede. These the point. are you're isolated for eight weeks. You're kind of in your own society, and a lot of them eight have weeks is insane. It goes Lord of the, it's like sexual Lord of the Flies, dude. Uh, they t they t talk about it in training during orientation, not sexually. There's no they, circumstance under which my parents would have signed off on eight weeks. I know, dude. I was a counselor for eight year old boys. One who week was were there for eight to weeks. Get an okay on. Even my parents did not send me for eight weeks when I went as a kid. Like that's very extreme. Uh, I was these kids were eight year old boys there for eight weeks. I was like, half of you will be in Excel type programs. <laughs> like, yeah, I you don't know. love the, what's uh, going on there. Well, and it's like they didn't know that who I was. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm telling you, the the first day when I was a camper in the '90s, my counselor got fired for uh, you know molesting a girl. Basically, what? yeah, but it was like that's what I'm saying. That's why I've always understood this. Like on a, I think it's just never been as shocking to me because I got the shocks out pretty early. So I was like nine years old. I thought this guy was like the coolest guy of all time. And then he broke down crying. He's like, I did some stuff I shouldn't have done earlier. I got to go. You guys are the best. You know, Holy like shit. And everyone hugs him and shit. Huh. And I was like, why did he have to go? They were like, oh, well, you know, Abby, you know, well, he, he fingered her. You know, like that's, that's what a, a, like a 14 year old told me. But it's like, I mean, who fucking knows? Like, that's what the gossip mill had. But she was like a junior counselor. That's what I'm saying. Like, so he's 18, 19, she's 15, 16, but they're kind of more grouped together as peers, but the lines are very blurry. And these people are all very immature people, you know, and I am too. Like, I mean, I, I think in many ways going to work there was like a regression after Excel. It was right after I left Excel. You know, I needed someplace that was stable and kind of innocent. I'm not describing it in those terms right now. But it was like a pretty idyllic place to spend your childhood, I hear what you're all saying. things considered. Yeah. And it wasn't like scandalous. I wasn't like, oh my God, I feel so vulnerable. My counselor like is a rapist of children. It was like, oh, he hooked up with one of those teenage girls that are super hot to me, the nine-year-old. And uh, you're not supposed to because he's too old. Like he's just barely too old. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense, man. Notes itself. <laughs> like, you know. Uh <laughs> But like that same summer, my counselor, other one was from Poland and he literally like threw me through a window because I bounced off to him too much. Oh, <laughs> it's shit. like, I'm not scandalized by that. Maybe I should be, you know what I mean? So maybe my laughter right now is to cover up my pain. But Wojtek was fucking cool, dude. He loved Dave Matthews' band and he apologized to me and asked if he could still borrow my disc, man. What's, what's he doing today? I bet he's fucking, dude. I'll tell you that. Wojtek fucked like and not the girls the the women counselors like i remember like we were like vortex gay like we were, were like saying that because he came in to replace this other dude mm -hmm. you know and and the so the the third counselor in the picture was this asian dude uh and he was really cool and he was like vortex not gay dude are you fucking kidding me dude dude ask anybody vortex fucks 
Like he's fucked every counselor. Like, like it literally, we were like, what about this one? He was like, yeah. Like, it, was like, it made quite even an impression so even that you're like it's a nine-year-old boy just getting like the wildest sex talks like every day from morons you know what i mean like because <laughs> everyone thinks they know like i don't know it's like really funny but so maybe all of that's bad too and like i can only see the worst parts but my point is i always thought that was weird and when i heard jeffrey was recruiting you know, Tony Rob or uh, you know, in, in those allegations which have been disproven against Tony Robbins, you know, they involve summer camp. Uh I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, I've just always thought summer camps were like a very fertile recruiting ground. Like just because of like the personalities that end up there. I mean you know, for these parents kinds of, separated from children. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that are like parents. in loco parentis are fucking psycho and have their own issues uh like uh you've seen wet hot american summer no uh i feel like it's not that funny now it was funny you know at the time it's kind of comedy bang bang to be honest yeah uh but it, it actually does capture basically the vibe like no satire about it so you want to hear the end of this astrodome story yeah and then i gotta finish the other point about the paper man about the paper oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, the kid walks back in the room. They've been making big claims about just, you know, that any time you had done something cool, he had also done that thing. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, yeah, man, you know, the Astrodome, you know, the trough bathrooms. Say, man, whenever you went up to those trough bathrooms, you ever take a peek over, see who the other guy's working with? Mm -hmm. Okay. And a couple guys are like, definitely. Love scoping hogs (laughs) at the Astrodome trough. (laughs) And then they get around to this guy. And he doesn't want to feel left out. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> and they turn on him. They That's let him so know. Funny, None dude. of us have seen it. You're uh, fucking gay, so dude. Funny, dude. <laughs> How'd he take it, dude? Horribly. He got so mad. <laughs> dude, I mean... For the listener who did not go to Excel, I know you think you're picturing what it's like, but you don't know what the rage these kids could come up with. And he was a notable one in that category. Like the kids, they're there. They got angry the way the drug kids did drugs. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and I I don't know his drug history. He definitely could have qualified. I mean, I'm I'm not sure. Like there were kids that were just like, yeah, that it was just fucking... He doesn't necessarily do drugs now, but like we can't have him around the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly, dude. Because you know, all it takes is just a little prank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fun. I love it, man. I I think I took that when you were saying that story. I uh, I just many instances of post Excel, like me getting the roommates together and being like. We're going to wind this guy up, you know, (laughs) just like a very small, if you took the movie, the game and you're like, make it a TikTok, you know, (laughs) like just do that a lot. And I I think that is Excel. The TikTok pranks are hard, dude. Some like, I love them. Oh, there's like, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know that. Yeah, that makes sense. A ton. As a genre, it makes sense that that exists. 
But yeah, I bet they get pretty nasty. Dude, what I don't like, like is, is people just that, like this is fucked up. Like there was a guy. Uh, have you seen the parents pranking their kids, dude? What the oh, fuck is that I shit? Dude? I hate it. I hate it. I hate yeah, that yeah, puts it really puts upset. me in a bad spot. You, you know the uh, the classic uh, put the rubber bands around the uh, the hose of the sink. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like a husband <laughs> did that to the wife. Ooh, and uh, dude, my parents sent me straight pretty quick on that one. It dude. was just really clear the wife was like having a hard day, and she didn't <laughs> oh, think it was funny. Oh, she baby. was furious, <laughs> and like I'm like, why did you post this? I'm really uncomfortable watching this. Why does he, dude? Does he think it's funny? Does it not occur to him? Prank, like yeah, exactly, dude. That's what I wonder. Like on some of these people, I know we're in a prank war. Probably people think that about like a podcast like this. Maybe why are they saying this stuff? What, <laughs> to what question. benefit? You know, like so sure. But is he thinking this through? Like to me, it's like there's so many breaks there to be like, dude, I'm a prankster, man. No doubt about it. I'll prank my wife, but I can definitely decide not to. Like it's very easy for me to be like it's not a good time prank pranks off you know like i it, i just don't understand and i could see like he's got the thing set up you know yeah and sure and so like uh maybe you he doesn't know how she's gonna way. come home whenever he's setting it up and then but like, like oh, you, fuck. i have to imagine you watch the video it. yeah exactly yeah. Like you gotta watch the video to post it and are you not like i look like a dumb idiot at a minimum maybe not an asshole but just an oblivious idiot i guess that's what makes you oblivious though yeah i guess it's just scary man because you know the ego story that you're in control and you know what's going on it's just some people make it just too hard to maintain that fiction yeah you know and it's, it's just very unsettling and if they can have it get away from them then mm -hmm. why can't i have it get away from me uh, yeah no exactly and you know it can we got to make our peace with that, but it's still, you can't live in that liminal space at all times. You got to kind of cohere around your admittedly fictional ego and just go about your day, I think. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Maybe live in a non-dual state where you're kind of keeping both in mind. Living eyes with half-open eyelids, you know what I'm saying? All right, make this paper point. Let's go to sleep. Nice, man. I don't mean to... Can I still get raising canes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh... It's not like a, you could talk about it. We could do a whole other episode. It's just an interesting perspective that I never really thought about. But like, um, and I, again, I do think it makes sense. Like, dude, somebody was recruiting for an Epstein type situation from some troubled teen schools, like one way or another. There does appear to have been a serial killer operating at one of them, like for a short period of time. Like really? Most of his kills were not at the TTI, but kids did go missing while he was there. And Can you tell me more about that? I don't know much more than that. Like, I do know, read, like, I read about it and I've read about it in several different places. And each time I'm like, mental note, I mean, that's a deep dive, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'd, I'd like to, I want to deep it's, dive. It's into basically that. like one of the guys who owned, I, it might have been a Sea school. It was West Coast, I think, or maybe like Southwest, you know, desert or whatever. Mm hmm uh but you know he i want to say the guy either owned the school or was like highly placed in it like one of the more important senior staff and he and i think this other dude were both accused of 
grooming and drugging and raping girl students at the troubled teen school. And then the second guy was just like a vol. He didn't work at the school even. I don't think I, he was like there as a volunteer kind of, which that happened at Excel from time to time. You know, some of these weird doctor guys. Uh, and I think he was later convicted of a string of like, you know, weird murders. And then he's never been convicted of anybody who went missing, but it's like, yo, that guy who was found to have killed these people over there was here when those kids went missing. So probably that's what happened. Like that I think is like is where James Crummel. That would you remember be. the name off the top of your head? If I don't know, because that, that isn't like immediately ringing bells for me, but I got it. Like, this is one of those things where it's like, I, I'm like, I do want to know more about that. So I know very little about it right now because I know that I will be, you know, looking into it. Adam Egit is quoted in this. <coughs> Who's that? Uh, I thought he was the guy on the Joe Rogan. Oh shit. Okay. Yo, man, we need better PR, man. We should be getting interviewed by page six or whatever that is. Yeah, 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 it is. But uh, uh, I thought you were going to say Joe Rogan, and I'm, I'm turning it down. I wouldn't turn it down, dude. I, would no, I wouldn't turn it down. It's just down the road, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it was in L.A., maybe I would, I would say come here. He's willing to fly people out, I'm pretty sure. Really? I, th- I, will, I know that Iglesias flew there. I don't know who paid for it, but I did assume it was Rogan. Did Iglesias cover any of the union stuff recently? Uh, like Starbucks unionizing or any of that? I don't think so. I don't Hit me up if he does. It. Hit me with okay. the, the DOS. Sure. Because uh, I do want his takes. I hate yeah. to say it. Uh, but no, the, so the only other thing that just this this struck me, um, and I was looking, you know, it is funny, like uh, a lot of the girls from Excel were very, they ended up, I don't mean this in like a handmaid's tale way, but they they if you look at social media, they had a lot of kids. Like they're very they're a fertile bunch, you know? Uh and I'm not saying they were like I'm not It's always know. surprising to me that there's like I, I I can I don't think I have anything as far as like evidence that there was any kind of that sort of impropriety of like you know, like running some kind of ring. At Excel? Yeah. I don't I, think so. I feel like of all the things that have occurred there, I feel pretty confident that that's not one. There's like there was some weird stuff though. Uh, after both of us were gone, like well after, and I don't have a lot of details on this. And if someone would love would like to fill me in on details, I don't even know how many people or students are left listening to this but uh <laughs> you know wonder. if some if some of them want to wait you think te- people aren't listening to this podcast at all We're i'm just- sure that they are what are you Come. what are you doing here i what? don't have an exact number i mean like yeah no. i bet it's higher Sorry. than one uh um, i know it is dude i know that never mind I've, never mind go ahead but uh there was a a kid who like left and moved in with the teacher Oh, so there you go, man. I mean, I mean, so 
to be clear, is uh, I I don't know if this uh, ought to change things for people, but I'm sure for many. I figure it does. it's like yeah, yeah. It's a male student. Yeah, that's what I feel. Female teacher. Yeah, yeah. Which is like that's the hardest one to get mad at for sure. And that's one of those situations where I have I don't know these people, but I have mixed situations. Like when I look back on my own life, there are times where I'm like, should be mad about that, but I'm not. Uh, am mad about that. Not sure why. Uh, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And it is like, you know, I don't know. I saw a picture recently. You know, I've seen it before, but for whatever reason, I saw it recently of uh, Mary Kay Letourneau. And it was her. Uh, Donald Trump wading through water. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know that guy, you know, the. Billy Falau. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just I uh, the, have a friend that uh, grew up like. that's right yeah yeah yeah, of course yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so like the i mean the pain behind that dude's eyes seems real to me you know like that doesn't seem like a good situation uh but then again i'm like you know with that's the one you're picking is well there are others but that's a picture i saw recently but But i mean like they got married well i know but i'm saying like if you started having sex with them when they were minors it doesn't make it okay when they become older because they you've ruined like you're not ruined i don't want that's a bad verb i withdraw it uh but you your abuse before has changed their development i hear to, what you're saying it it's all. certainly a compelling reason not to but it like well i agree at some point it's like you, the guy's got a nut and he this is the only thing he's into because he cut because of what happened so it's like are you gonna say he can't you know what i mean like i'm serious man like you know like uh a like lot of it, people have to come to, to terms me the, with this the kind fact of stuff. that she did like serve the jail sentence is an important <laughs> detail like if it was like that they started yeah, but every, when they paroled her she would be like i won't <laughs> she would like go back to him like it's like it hurt him dude i mean that but that's what i'm saying it's like if Jeffrey Epstein started raping a girl when she was 12 and he stayed with her into her 20s, is that, I guess it's better than the discard, but it no, doesn't it's clearly make not it good okay. Enough. And like, I you also, know. like, I'm not uh, pushing for uh, the removal of penalties for Mary Kay Letourneau. I think that, you know, she ought to have gone to jail. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm just saying like the, it, it, to me is a dr- drastically different thing if, it's a continuous relationship where like the person doesn't have any opportunity to like establish themselves outside of it. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. Yeah. During I the time she's mean. in jail, like he, he could have done anything he wanted with his life. That's not true though, because he had been sexually I know what you're abused. Saying. Well, you I know? mean like so, it isn't, it isn't like we're all choice choosing to make the world every day. Yeah. I got you dude, but you're t- definitely don't know what you're talking about like i don't know what his personal experience is either but i know in a lot of these cases like think about the michael jackson kids if michael jackson had gotten put in jail abruptly during their relationship a lot of them from the way i've heard it described uh would have been pretty devastated and crushed and missed their lover yeah and their mentor uh-huh. Uh, so it's not as if he's like, oh, finally, I'm a, I'm a free man, you know, like a divorced, you know, 35-year-old getting on Tinder. You know, he's probably really fucked up, you know, and misses this, like, person who's evilly or, you know, maybe blindly trying to get her own needs met, but nevertheless warped, warped, you know, warped his view, made it different from the way it would have been. Uh, I don't know, but I do agree. Like, uh, that's what I, I think maybe sometimes my yeah, age I mean, gap I, I think that- people i i 
think that like whenever I hear the victims of Michael Jackson uh, present a complicated picture, I side with them. Yeah, sure. Like this guy seems fucked up to me. The Mary Kay Latorno guy, particularly. There are like you know in high schools or whatever. Like I mean, uh, I don't think he had. Like I mean, I, I don't know. I, I never met him. I don't like know. there are chads in high school who just fuck the teachers, and I don't feel bad for them like that. Like, if anything, the teachers are kind of like just immature idiots. I, mean, I don't like, think he was in high school, dude. I know. That's yeah, what I'm saying. This dude young. is fucked up. Yeah. Like, in a way, it's not just because an adult had sex with a minor. That's what I'm saying. Like, a 16-year-old, like, Chad, you know, who's on the football team, who notices that, like, you know, some teacher, like, really thinks he's cool in a weird way. And, like, then one of his friends is like, oh, yeah, we all fuck Mrs. What's-Her-Name. You can, too. And then he does. That does happen. Uh, I don't really think of those kids as they. I guess some of them maybe are victims or something. But it's like this kid is different, dude. Like you said, he was in middle school. It's like I think if anything, the obsessive like word meant to be together is much worse. Like in terms of like what emotionally the importance it it takes on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean it. it I do want to uh, go back to, it seems like your primary evidence uh, so far is that you saw a picture of him where he looked haunted. And Deep pain behind the eyes, dude. Maybe yeah. he was just having a bad day that day when they took the picture. Why does he keep going back to her, dude? Well, he's not anymore. She's dead. Right. But why did he, dude? You know? It's like... The, I'm just saying, you're you, extrapolating a lot. It seems no, know, like we should check your confidence about No, dude, evidence. I mean, I'm saying I, I am very checked about it. I just, like, am willing to extrapolate that beyond just this scenario. So I feel like I, I do have a nuanced position because I'm cool with them being married. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it is fucked up what happened to him. But at some point, he's an adult man who's just really pro not into anything but this lady, you know, maybe... Now that she's dead, someone who's a lot like her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that uh, they, like, uh, <coughs> I think they were, it was my understanding, like a, a good place uh, when she died, but they were divorced. Okay. See, I, and I'm, you clearly know more than, about this guy than I do, you know, ironically. Um, and uh, they, at one point, became wealthy. I'm sure I've told you about why before, but uh, yeah. do you recall? Yes, but I don't want to get in the way. <laughs> Just uh, they, they wrote a they wrote a memoir of their experience, and I don't think that it was even allowed to be published here. Right, but it sold like gangbusters in France. There you go, dude. You know, I mean, look at that Prezi, dude. I know. What is what's going on with that, man? Whatever your views on these kinds of issues are, the French do not agree with you, and I think I agree with you. To be clear, yeah, but the yeah, French yeah. are not on our side, dude. I know, man. It's wild. But then again, I am like, all right, if you're a Macron dude, at some point you got to let it go. And it's easier to see with the dude, with the age gap relationships, dude. But that's why I'm like, it's kind of unfair. I mean, he's president. He's still married to her, right? Exactly, dude. This is what he wants. Yeah, you yeah. You can't at some point. And you can't say like the president is capable of knowing what he wants. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he was, you know, if you, I don't know the dynamics of exactly how this went about. So maybe it wasn't the book Tampa is like the worst way this can go about. Like uh -huh. it's a novel, but say it went Tampa style, just yeah. fully predatorily groomed, you know, fully damaged in very bad ways. It played out poorly. 
you know, at some point you are a grown man. You're the president of France or whatever the fuck is like, yeah, maybe your dick's not getting hard for anything but this. So on that level, can you consent to anything else? Maybe not. But it's like, look, it's a fucked up I don't world, think there's man. any guarantee you know, that's the situation. Get you, though, you know? or, but it's like, well, it's what you want. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying like, uh, so like. I bet he's capable of having sex with other women. I mean, I'm sure he's capable, but you like what you like, dude. You know, you can go on Pornhub right now and find uh, thousands of videos of like teacher, you know, punishes student, teacher, you know, teaches student, teach, you know, whatever fucking verb you want to attach to having sex, like, or, you know, how you want it to be framed. Yeah. And there are guys who are like recalling their own issue when they're watching that. And it's like, that's their thing. They can probably fuck other women, but it's like when they're like fully, the orgasmatron is like, what do you want? It's this, you know what I mean? And it's like, all right, so on some level, you kind of just got to let them have it. You know what I mean? And if like, they want to be Keanu Reeves, right? Like he could have any woman, you know, whatever. He's, he's a movie star. You know, everyone gets mad that he has like age appropriate girlfriends or even girlfriends that are older than him. But like, that's clearly what he's into. So like, isn't that also possible for the other side of the gender divide? You know what I mean? Like whenever I hear like, uh, like I'm not just bitter because in very indirect ways, people's issues with age gap relationships affected my fucking professional situation. Uh, like I really do sometimes feel bad because it's like clearly in many of these cases, like I think David Brooks, you know that dude, you know, we've talked about him maybe this episode, New I'm York familiar. Times writer. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got, he married his assistant like for uh -huh. number two. She yeah. seems really happy like in the picture. You know what I mean? I like feel you, you and know, extrapolating with these pictures. This is somewhat, you know, but I, I see a lot in the eyes. You know what I'm saying? David Brooks, it's mostly, he has very Epstein like teeth in that picture of them like because he's smiling too much because he's very happy that he's like finally romantically getting what he wants you know what i mean because he's you know he's doing his midlife you know that thing uh you know like the grin of a middle-aged man who can't believe that he's having sex with like a woman this hot to him even though she's just a regular wo looking woman but she's considerably younger than he is. I mean, he probably thought the ship sailed on regular a long time ago. Exactly, dude. To learn that it hasn't. She's like regular looking and young and like the middle-aged dude that just is losing his mind. Like he literally thinks he's on Epstein's Island. But you think like, the whole you know thing's okay because you saw her eyes and... Yeah, maybe she's QED. like into it, man, for whatever. It doesn't mean she was like even abused, but you know what I mean? Like... Maybe she spent a lot of time around her dad when he was the age of David Brooks when they got together. And it like it all clicked for her in a weird way. But it works for her. You know what I mean? That's great. I'm looking at the picture and you're just wrong. It's that picture. It's that exact it picture, dude. Look at that weird teeth grin that he's rocking there, dude. You're 100% right about him. Let me that see is her. not a woman who's Honestly, genuinely happy. She's prettier than I said. She's pretty. I think she's pretty. Yeah, I mean, she's dressed. She's got that callous the Gingrich thing of just like, yes. and now you will dress like mother did. You know, <laughs> like, I don't like that. But, and she seems happy in these other ones too. 
She does not. She. Oh I'm, yeah. I don't feel oh, great about yeah. the look in her eyes. There. She is thrilled. She's happier than D. Brooks in some of these. Listener, if you just search, if you Google David Brooks' wife, uh, is the first thing that comes up is a red background. Look for yourself. Remember what I said about slinging the D and keeping him happy, and look <laughs> at these pictures again. No, dude. I, that I see looks, a lot of a lot of grins. That's a forced smile. <laughs> I, I don't feel good about it. I'm calling nine one one. I don't feel that you know. I've been there. No shit. This one at the sea is uh, much better. Yeah, she seems very happy there. That one. You, I'm happy for her. Dude. She's squinting and she's wearing a hat. I can't really see this the eyes. This isn't like Marilyn Manson with one of his, you know, girls parading around. Yeah. You ever seen like paparazzi shots of Marilyn Manson with like a a girlfriend? Yeah. It's it's awful. It defends my sense of. I think right he's a bad wrong. guy. Yeah, it seems like the guy who you know made his whole career out of being like I'm the rape man. You mm -hmm. know, it turns out he sucks. <laughs> he might have been the rape man. Dude, did I ever tell you, dude, I'm such a little fucking uh, moralist when I get on my high horse. Uh, when I was little, I had a friend uh, who, like, he liked, he turned me on to Rage Against the Machine. Uh, he loved Tool, uh, which I was never really into, but, you know, he, li he liked all that kind of stuff. And he, Marilyn Manson was so new no one, no one knew what it was. Like his older cousin, I think, got him into it, but he pronounced it Marlon Manson. Like that's how new it was. Wow. Because I, I remember being like, like Marlon Wayans, I guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah, know? same deal. Like, okay, Marlon Manson. Um, and, my uh, uh, summer camp, that we've been talking about summer camp all the time. I, I distinctly remember going to summer camp and there was a kid who had a book of like mysteries. Okay. I don't, I think that this was in the book. But it was it was definitely like the guy would tell us, you know, like the like there's a statue that cries blood. Okay. You know? Okay. And he's like, it's crazy facts. And then one of them <laughs> That is a crazy fact. <laughs> one of them was, and again, I'm not positive this was in the book. It might have just been he it was like in the theme of but I think it was in the book. The uh the famous anecdote that Marilyn Manson had a rib removed so he could suck What's his own up, dick. Dude? And uh yeah, that was that was the first time I'd heard about him. It was just there's this guy out there that can that's suck a film dick. <laughs> and I was, I, I mean. That's pretty hilarious. Probably dude. like sixth grade. That's so funny, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was doing some stretches last week. I think just because like everyone was talking about the Rogan thing. Did you get there? <clears throat> I definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't try, but, you know, I mean, look, I was a pretty flexible kid. Uh, Congrats! It's a lot more like sucking a dick. Uh, <laughs> nobody does it more than once. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know, if you're, you you want to know if you're able to, and you <laughs> uh -huh. very quickly realize that it's it's the much more of a sucking a dick experience than a getting your dick sucked experience. <laughs> you never do it again. Okay. It's, I mean, I think we learned. Motherfuckers <laughs> act like they've never done gymnastics before. Many lessons. Uh, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm assuming what that would be like. I wouldn't know. Uh, but, oh, dude, <laughs> I fucking broke my friend's Marlon Manson CD, dude. 
Because I was like, this is filthy, dude. We shouldn't be listening to this. And you broke it? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, it was awful, dude. This was sick. We should have <laughs> yeah, done it. Yeah, I was. I was like, I did you a favor, man. He was like, give me my CD back. I was like, can't do that. <laughs> like, it's broken. You're going to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, it's in the trash, dude. I broke it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole. It's it not was like, your CD. Right when I started going to church, like I was in like sixth, sixth grade, I they think. They shouldn't let you go grade. to church. <laughs> dude, thank God I went it's to church, It's bad dude. for some people. What would I have been like if I didn't have that, that dose of church in my life? Oh, okay. It yeah. meant a lot to me. You know, I was still a hellion, but I think it really, you know, it's helped me over the years. But yeah, I was like, that's no good for you, man. There was like, there was this sketch of like, it sounded like someone was being tortured, but maybe they were coming. I don't know. But I was like, I'm not comfortable with this, dude. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know about be, that. It was, it was this, the EP. It was like an e, it was before he I mean, like that, that whole out. thing was definitely my style of music, but for whatever reason, I, I never owned any of his albums, didn't get into it much. Yeah, he, well, the music sucks, dude. I mean, there's like some good songs. I've tried to, like, you know, especially when Kanye sampled, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Beautiful People, yeah. which that song obviously is, is sick. Yeah, I knew uh, that at the time. I mean, they played uh, Dope Show, you know, like on the radio. Yeah, Dope Show's sick. The Sweet Dreams cover is sick. Yeah. Uh, that's really, I think I'm out of it at that yeah. point. But uh, so what he do? He's Is he another Man Act conviction on the way? Yeah, it looks like it. That's what's up, They executed dude. a search warrant on his house. And uh, there was like the allegations were there's like a rape room in the house all right so let me ask you this all right here's a guy that is into this that has a lot of money so it's like are we supposed to think that he's only satisfying this demand with like you know instagram thoughts you know what i'm saying it's like there are procurers and suppliers of, of shit like this for people with these kinds of desires and then you have to ask if you're willing to go that far for it. What else are you willing to go? We Where don't, are you willing to put yourself in society in terms of power? I think you this know is, what I'm saying. No, I'm I'm not Fucking like I don't have the energy open, or the time. Like I this is all what Eyes that, Wide Shut is about, dude. Okay, I just oh yeah. Should we tell the listener? Assuming facts, not in evidence. Should we tell the listener? Where are we? Do we have plans? I don't know that we do. We should we should finalize, dude. I don't think we're watching Eyes Wide Shut anytime soon. I think we should just tell I mean, him maybe that. we will. Okay. All right. You know I'm ready to go, bro. I've watched it like 10 times this month. All right. And I found like five guys on Reddit who have wild perspectives on it, and I, I wrote down notes. Let's have them on. No. Some of these guys seem a little bit crazy. But uh, it's one of those movies, man, you know. Review coming next week? Really? No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, this has been a fun episode, maybe. I don't yeah, know. man. I got a bit of feedback from our last episode that was, uh, it said that, you know, it was good we ended when we did because TC was obviously fading and ready to end the episode. Like now? I, yeah, I was going to say, let's go ahead and apply the feedback. What time is it? One fifty.